the college experience, college basketball and Super Bowl weekend recap on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better NBA, college basketball, NHL. They got it all covered over there. Just go to betql.com promo code SGP30. That's betql.com promo code SGP30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for the avid sports better, providing insight, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube, but for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG betting that's legal in 40 different states. Sign up at betteredge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's betteredge, B E T T O R edge.com, promo code SGP. Yes, yes, woo! Welcome, welcome to the college experience, college basketball weekend recap and Super Bowl recap. My name is Colby Swinging Danterbase Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick, and I'm joined by my co-host, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for. The burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. How are you, pal? Look, JMU Dukes, I think they had three players in the Super Bowl. Only one five star played in the Super Bowl, Patty C. Where you at with those recruiting rankings? I did see that. You know, that's 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 a stunning statistic that you presented there. Uh what was it? There are more like no stars yes. than even three stars or four stars or five stars. Let me try to pull it up right now. As you as you talk again, there are more of those players out there, but you got to figure like they're probably less of a no star player. In fact, there's almost none playing at high, top end schools and probably uh, not too many of them even getting drafted. It makes me think where the hell are they coming from? So here, here's where, here's where we are. Super bowl rosters, one five-star recruit. Uh, 24 star recruits, 22, three star recruits, 41 below three star recruits. Unbelievable. That, that sounds like almost just about half slightly less than half of the fucking players in the super bowl. Weren't, are you on board? Get on 24, seven sports. Are you on board now with me saying their rankings are overrated? Uh, As far as how that talent translates in the NFL. Yes. Am I on board with you saying that? Uh, I think you have been on board with me saying it in college football, with the exception of Saban, because he's a good coach as well as a great recruiter. Well, that that is the uh, confounding factor yeah. there. Uh, Patty, see, I just watched the Super Bowl. Well, no, I didn't. I watched two quarters of, uh, of football. 
Uh, maybe. <laughs> Do we call that football? All right. I don't even call that football. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I look, as a proud owner of a Bucks plus three and a half ticket, I mean, I, I won money, you so won I should be happy. Yep. But at the same time, what the fuck did I just watch? Like, what? That was not football. It's that true. was not that was the worst shit I'd ever seen in my life, dude. Let, let me uh, let me pull up a stat real quick here that kind of will validate what we're saying. Uh, NFL uh, season by season team offensive statistics have got pulled up dating back to what? Fucking 1922 through 2020. Now I'm going to go uh, sequentially starting. When do you think I should? So what was your assessment of the Super Bowl? We'll, we'll go into that. I'm going to say too many penalties and these stats will back that up. Dude, but. the game sucked. Yeah. I stopped watching. I couldn't do it. I could not. They've destroyed football too much. Yeah. It's not football. It's a different sport. It's a different fucking sport. I saw Mike Singletary tweeting this. I saw Eric Metcalf t- tweeting this other football players as well. Mark may other ones. Yeah. Um, and they're right, man. I'm what am I watching? It's arena football. I'm watching arena football. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and I guess it, by the letter of the law, the, what are the refs supposed to do? But I guess that is the problem. The letter of the law as, as far as, and especially to the extent that they are applying it or say they're applying it is too stringent. And it, the laws themselves are probably stupid. Like I'm, I'm of the opinion, get rid of fucking holding defensive holding dude. And, and, and get rid of offense. But, holding. But let, how, let the, how ironic they're though. doing it anyway. You know why? How, why give the refs the opportunity to like, manipulate the game that way when you could just be like, all right, you're fucking holding. Guess what is legal? You know? Yeah, no, they need to. And, and, and it's a shame on look, everyone's honoring Peyton Manning this weekend. Look, and he was a good quarterback. I would never take that away, but he and that whole Colts organization is the reason why we're in this fucking mess. It's been going back further than that. No, but, but he sure. was the, they were the ones that lobbied. They, they single-handedly got that rule changed. What's my guy's name? The former general manager. Uh, Ursay is no Ursay's the owner. Who's the GM? Polian was yes. Polian yeah. and Manning were the, were the were the true nemesis there on changing that fucking rule because the Patriots Ty Law was guarding them too tough. Yeah. Rodney Harrison, they were too physical. Right. They ruined the fucking game. And then also <laughs> they I were mean playing too, but also Brady and too good of defense. But also Brady, Manning, and Rogers for getting like the quarterback, oh, we don't want to get hit. They're partly responsible for all that shit too. I mean, look, it happened at the same time in the NBA as it did in the NFL. I don't know. Maybe it happened earlier, but like Joe Montana, Hollywood was, you know, no, but I watched the game. Look, I, I turned off the game tonight. Yeah. In the second, like with 30 seconds left before halftime, disgusted at, at, a, at, a, at a three or four back to back pass interference calls. And I just said, I'm going to load up. And I just loaded up the 88 Super Bowl Cause I knew there was a good ending. Yeah. So I watched, I actually only watched the first quarter <laughs> of this Super Bowl. No, of the 88 of Bengals the 80. and Niners Super Bowl. Yeah. And then also I did uh the giants bills first quarter and dude, David Fulcher on a play. Like, uh, he does, they, they do a safety blitz. He, he nails Joe Montana, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that I, there's a huge difference of yeah. the games I watched then and now. Right. Strategically, I mean, of course, of course, we, we kind of talked a little pre podcast. I mean, obviously the, the development of the scheme and, and, and the evolution of the quarterback has led to a more precise passing game, but other rules and, and really by 
because of those rules, the salary structure in the NFL, which is like, it's like a, a snowball effect. Like the more you're investing into the quarterback, the more the team feels like they need to lobby for him to be protected. It's their investment. And so the league responds to that, AKA Peyton Manning. Yeah. And so you have like uh, where we are now, where it's like the quarterback is everything. You have Tom Brady in his fucking 10th Super Bowl. He just won number seven. It's 43. And, and look, and, and I'm we not even knew making it before this... the season started. I mean, I thought they had one of the better rosters. And, and by the way, Todd Bowles deserves as much credit as anybody. But no, I'd look. I know that uh, people associate me as the, oh, the guy who thinks Elway and Fran Tarkenton are better than Brady and, and a couple others. Yeah, that's true. But I, I think Brady's the best from this era. Yeah. And I, I, I dude, I bet on them. I took the bucks because I thought they were going to beat them. That D right. line is nasty. It's not like you have yeah. a, a life vendetta against Tom I Brady. I don't. If anything, I have way more of a vendetta against Peyton Manning right. than Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady's a likable guy. There's not a ton to dislike about him. He's just. He is what he is. He, look at the guy's fucking body. He's a, uh, not an athlete. He's not. Yeah. I mean, he can move a little bit, but he's not. He's not fast. He's yeah. slow as dirt. Well, well that, and, and that's my point. Is at forty three, this, there's no chance. There's zero chance. If he was playing in the era that I knew it to be as football, that he wouldn't. That he, he would, would have held up as no, long as he no has. fucking way, dude. Yeah. No fuck. I would yeah. bet the house. Yeah. Dan Marino that. was probably more athletic than Tom Brady, and look what happened to Dan. Marino. <laughs> that's yeah. a good argument, though. Uh, I think yeah. that's a <laughs> that's a good argument. Dan Marino had no well. I'll say this: Dan Marino main Tom Brady probably has more speed and better feet than Dan Marino, but I think Dan Marino is built more durably. Oh, he had a better gun and a better. I mean, yeah. yeah. But as far as the ability to not take hits, Marino may have been a little more susceptible. But the era is really what caused Marino to get fucking destroyed. I mean, by the time we he got drafted in what like eighty. 83, 84. Was he a rookie in 80? It was his second year in 84. So 83 was his first year by 91, yeah. eight years in the league. When I first remember Dan Marino, <laughs> he was shot because he had yeah. been fucking destroyed for like eight straight years. I mean, McMahon is one that I think would have had a great career. People don't realize McMahon had a gun. Yeah. And he got destroyed after the play by Charles Martin of the Packers. Yeah. That broke like his fucking vertebrae. Right. <laughs> that changed his whole game. Right. Well, Dan Marine or uh, fucking uh, Joe <laughs> Theismann. <laughs> yeah. Well, McMahon's was truly after the play. Yeah. Like that's one that even I will say, yo. As much as I love it for the rivalry, <laughs> that was fucked up. That's you know uh, what I mean. <laughs> like, there should be a flag on that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I just don't. And I hate. Look, I got. I we. I'm a part of a football pod a, and basketball podcast. You know, I want to keep continual repping, but I just. I don't find the game entertaining. I don't. Well, I'll say this. I mean, even though obviously college sports are going to follow to an extent, and it's going to trickle down to high school sports, even youth sports. Uh, fuck. I mean, in youth sports, they. I don't know. What, I think, think you're not allowed to double team block, or I don't think that uh, players are allowed to even get in a three point stance what now. What the fuck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's bad. When does uh, the pendulum swing back? It's never gonna, is it? Well, it's not going to. What's going to happen is there's going to be like an underground league that has to come up that like you know only dudes are watching. Then they, you know? and they should hire us to be the announcers. They should. Right? They should. They, sh- they really should. I mean, and we'll call it like it is. We won't be these. It'll pussies. Be like cockfighting in Mexico, right? Right. We'll just do- <laughs> hey, keep it underground. <laughs> keep it. I mean, I, I think a couple of these things exist. Probably, we just have to dig deeper. We have to deep dive a little more and start covering them, Foley. <laughs> We're not doing our dil- due diligence here, dude. This was painful, man. Like from a football fan, 
I was winning money at halftime. I'm like, all right, I'm up thirty. But I, I, I couldn't watch the game. I was like, this is annoying. Yeah, it's annoying. It's not football. Well, I never even like, really hit, checked in. You the know? late hit they caught. I'm like, what is going? Like, I'm telling you, I can't. I just can't do it. Right. I, I'm, I, I like today was like I came to the full realization that I just can't support today's. The football. other thing is too is like if you. Went back and watched another Super Bowl. A, you're probably very likely not going to see the same number of flags, and especially as ticky tack as these ones are. But it would be a surprise then to see it. Whereas now you expect it, and you're like, okay, I, I see what we're doing here. The problem is, is it's happening on the other side of the field the same exact way. What do you mean? The calls that were called on Kansas City. Those calls, I watched a few plays. Yeah. where Mahomes was throwing and the same exact contact that the little, the littlest of contact yeah. is occurring. So to me, look, I don't want to say David Stern shit's going on in the NFL, but it does let you really control your fucking narrative. Yeah. Yeah. When you give the refs that much power, take the penalties, make, make the, uh, I don't well, think they're cheating. I don't think they're cheating, but I'm saying like, like, how like just the game sucks, dude. It's yeah. like when you do that, it ruins the actual game. And let me, let me ask you this. I'm, I'm going to start hitting some stats right real quick, but it's funny because in the last two years is really when you're starting to see, uh, the fucking, uh, explosion of statistics, two or three years. Okay. But when the NFL decided they want one more entertaining game, so to speak, I want to say it was like 94 when they really started putting in the rule changes. Prior to that, every season dating back no, to it wasn't ninety four. Like it was, it was like two thousand three or four when the when the passing when the defensive holding thing changed. I'll have to look it up, but I watched a video on YouTube that goes over like four rules that they put in in ninety four in order to like promote more offensive uh, production. But prior to, I mean, starting in nineteen seventy, and really when you're dating back, shit, all the way back to. Hmm, 1943, right? You're getting 19.5 points per game, right? In 2017, 21.7 points per game. So not that much. Not that much. It's yeah. a two point difference in terms of points per now. Granted, in the last three years, it's gone up to 24.8 this year for the first time ever. It's been even above like. You know, the problem though is the game is different. The isolate, it's like it's it's in a way like the the NBA. Well, it's just control. It's just shifting. It's not creating more scoring. It's not creating a more entertaining game. It's just shifting yeah. the importance of the game all the way onto the, the, the one whole strategy. Player. The whole strategy. Like, dude, yeah. if I'm a coach, why am I not throwing the ball 80 fucking times a game? Well, they do now. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, that's yeah. well, that's what you have to do. Yeah. With when because even with the pass interference, I mean, that's a spot foul. We saw it today. That was like a 50 yard penalty on a absolutely awful fucking call that first off, it wasn't catchable. Then he never makes truly like barely any contact with him. If anything, it was the other dude that tripped the defensive back. Yeah. Yeah. That was bad. That was bad. Oh God, dude. I just want to vomit watching that. I was like, okay, here, I'm going to give you pass attempts per game. Uh, dating back every decade since we're on 2020, we have an even number to uh, compare to here. All right. We'll go back to 1960, 26.4, 1970, uh, 26.9, 1980, we had 30.6, uh, 1990, we had 30.2, 2000, 
were up at 30, uh, 32.9 in 2010, blah, 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 33.7, 2020, 35.2. So it's 10, 10 more passes a game than it was back when we enjoyed the game. But, but do, is there a stat for how much it's called now? Because that, that is the one that's clear to me. How many pass interferences are called per game or defensive holding? Right. Because I, I, I still have a hard time knowing which one is which, right? Yeah. Which both those calls happen. I would say 150 times or 150% more than they, I mean, defensive holding. I mean, I don't even remember that being called. Yeah. As a kid well, here's up. another yeah. great stat for you. Starting in 2014 was the first time ever that uh, there were two on average, two first down penalties per game. And it's been since 2014, 2.2, 2.0, 1.92, 1.9, 2.12. 1. Right. Prior to that, if we go back to like, say 1990, 1. 1.3, 1.2, 1.3, 1.3, 1.5, 1.5. So it's like, you know, almost twice as many pivotal first down plays per game. Yeah. No, I mean that. Yeah. It's, it, I just, yeah, that changes everything. That's huge. I, absolutely fucking huge. Dude. I was a part of like 10 texts today. Yeah. Where I wasn't even necessarily texting back. Everyone was on the same note here. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to give you know, credit to my friends saying they know the game better than, but I'm saying we were all diehard NFL fans. That's why we're on this text chains or that, that we are. And they know, Hey, and they're like, is, it, you know, my buddy Tommy's saying, I don't even feel like I'm watching a sport right now. Yeah. And it's like, that's the way I felt. I was like, I can't support this. I cannot support this. Yeah. Can't, can't get behind it. Uh, it's kind of happening in the NBA at the same time. It's just weird, like super acceleration. Like, okay. I'll give you one more and then I'll stop. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 1998 average drive length was, uh, 26 yards, right? Yeah. By, um, okay. So 2000, 25.9, uh, 2010, it was 28.5 this year, 32.9. Like, yeah, you can, it's the offense is clearly succeeding more now and, and it's, it's happening really fast is accelerating by a lot in the last couple of years to where it's like, you're, you're really not watching what you were watching even a couple of years it's ago. It's arena football, bro. The, yeah. the best comparison I can make is arena football to me is like you watch it and you're like, okay, well, you're in arena football. They didn't call this many flags. Yeah. So it's like flags with arena football, right? <laughs> Terrible, horrible, absolutely <laughs> fucking horrible. Um, yeah, and I hate to be this guy every fucking I do that, but I I honestly turned that off, and it wasn't in spite of me recording tonight to do the show. It was because I was I felt filthy. I was like, this is not the sport. This yeah. is not the fucking sport. Well, I mean, let me ask you this: What's that? The Rock being the Hollywood star that he is, the number one star in Hollywood. How much faith do you have? Zero. He's gonna. He's just gonna have a. Hold on, I'll let you finish the question. Terrible the product, a soft ass product for the for the XFL. For the XFL, yeah, too. I, I got zero faith in that. Yeah, he's just gonna do what the NFL does and play it safe, so he can yeah. protect, you protect need his that, money. You need someone with balls. You you need Vince McMahon, but even he fucking like you need someone. I'm not saying The Rock doesn't have. I like The Rock as a person, but I'm saying I think his balls have been snipped as yeah, far as like. I'm saying someone needs to come in and and create a league saying fuck you. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. This is football. Yeah. 
Fuck you. Yeah. There's going to be 12 passes a game. And as a guy who's the t- on the top of Hollywood, I don't think that's going to happen. It doesn't even have yeah. to be 12 passes. You can go run and shoot. Yeah. But just have the rules be the fucking rules. Right. Well, and let people hit each other. I mean, I, yeah, I that's, that's what I mean. Right. Like the AAF was doing. Yeah, exactly. That was great. And that, that was like nineties football. Uh, you don't have to go to this draconian measure that I'm talking about necessarily. Although I think it would be fun to like, see what would happen if you had like, 70s and 60s football being played where players oh. can get mauled and shit and you'd be like, "Whoa, I'm watching something completely different and it is way more entertaining than what the NFL is putting out there." If the if there was, you know, a league that could come forward and do that, I know the insurance is always an issue now with yeah. our Sioux culture, but But why in boxing? Why in UFC? That, why not? That's what I'm saying. Someone's got to step forward to independent Someone's contracts. Someone's got to step up and do a league. Yeah. I cuz I still think the demand is there. Yeah. Now, now it, may, it won't be as not big as numbers as NFL, and I'm okay with that. It's like college basketball. I'm okay with like yeah. I think college basketball is the best thing ever. I'm, I almost don't want people to right. become fans of college basketball. It's automatic that the more eyeballs you're going to draw, you're going to draw people want to take down the big fish. You know, you know when they fucked up is when they had they first started having like Jessica Simpson or Carrie Underwood. That, that was the change. That was when they first fucked up. No, that was no the halftime show. Let's be honest. The first when they started doing the halftime when, show, when, uh, was it nineteen ninety one when yeah, that, uh, new kids on the block? That's what I'm saying like when that happened, <laughs> the fucking football started to die. That was yeah. that was a crack. We looked at it. There was a crack in the fucking. They were like marching yeah. bands in the eighties and shit, like traditional football yeah. shit. Those big ass helmets with like a golf cart attached to them. Yeah, those are great. Some cool <laughs> shit. You're around. like I'm watching a football game here. <laughs> you know. Not a fucking rock concert in the middle of a football game. Dude, is, is it even rock? It's like this. We're watching yeah, bullshit. Techno, we're right. watching bullshit. You know what I mean? Like right. just we're watching fucking night at the Roxbury here, but I'm talking about the introductions. Remember those introductions you'd get with a like, Carrie Underwood on Sunday night. Yeah. Terrible. Those those Wait it all week for the Sunday night. Yeah. That's part of it, man. I would plow that. part of it. Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> That's part of it too. <laughs> yeah, we all would. Yeah, but get the cheerleaders yeah. on there instead the, of her. The problem is, is that I feel like the lay fan. Maybe they're not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the target audience is no longer interested in plowing Carrie Underwood. Hey, <laughs> uh, right, uh, would you uh, take this shot? What are yeah. we drinking here, buddy? Uh, this is uh, some Four Roses. Beautiful, man, beautiful uh, whiskey here. Son of a. Gun. We gotta do it, man, because we gotta dive into college basketball. It's a great weekend for college basketball, and let's just do this first. To to the hopes of a new football league and uh and the rock having a big set a bull i hope so man i hope so cheers Let's do Let's this. Throw it down. cheers buddy yeah mm. Woo. love it I, I do like that tastes great it tastes fucking amazing um, four roses add that to the repertoire yeah man you gotta get that um okay we vented enough i won money i shouldn't be complaining <laughs> here's a crazy thing uh, Todd Bowles, not nine, nine points. He held them to. I'm looking at the penalties. What's that? Uh, the penalty yardage is, is almost historically low this year. Hmm. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand it. And the number of penalties. How's is that? Actually, how's that? How's that possible? I don't know. Maybe you also have 32 shit. teams, dude. No, I know what I watched. Dude, it was a drastic drop from last year to this year. And in fact, I thought I heard something about that on one of the recent NFL Telecast is that there's been an, uh, an effort for them to reduce the number of flags thrown. Uh, but that's one thing though. Penalty yards might not, a flag can be thrown and yards will not, you see what I'm saying? Like it doesn't, it won't always show up in the, on the stat sheet. Right. You think there's more fuckery going on 
I can tell, dude. To I mean, today I uh, I felt like they didn't. I mean, I I all I watched was the referees talking. Yeah, and it was all the same calls, and I'm like, what are they calling? Yeah, I don't know what it is. I I mean, I I would have to do more of a study than I'm doing right now, and that we're doing it. And I, and I think you're right that the the stats probably don't tell the story. But I mean, just go watch a game. I mean, I just watched two games. I mean, some of them tonight from yeah. from back in the day. I can tell you from going from one to two, it's not as dressed. I mean, it's a, there's hardly ever penalty flags. Yeah. One has they flags all as, the time uh, and they aren't as pivotal. Oh, jeez, man. They would never call it like that pass interference, the, like the 45 yarder. Yeah. Huh. And then the next play they get the, I mean, that, that really changed the whole game. Look, as much as I think the bucks are the best team in the league, I really do. Uh, they changed that, that outcome. I mean, there was an interception by the honey badger. On well, a, sure. Yeah. I mean, on a, it, on a play, the receiver initiates the contact. What, what was it? A one, a one possession game at that point, And the chiefs get yeah. the ball back. And yeah. instead uh, three penalty flags on that drive. Yeah. Bucks and go and down let's and not forget the, 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 the drive before when the Bucks scored uh, or the, 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 maybe the, I don't know which one came first was a, on a third down, they called like a, uh, a uh, late hit. I was just really bad, man. Right. This is really fucking bad. Like, I don't understand what you're supposed to do. And I was one. giving you shit. I was saying, like, when you, you text me, I was like, ah, shut the fuck up and watch the game. You know, enjoy the Super Bowl. I could not. But I missed the uh, pass interference, and I had just tuned in for, for that drive and saw the first uh, pass interference. I thought it was ticky-tack, but I was like, all right, calm down. Don't dive into this. But then you saw it again. I saw it again. And then, and then I, you saw it again. And then you told me about what yeah. happened before. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, uh, let's talk some... College, but dude, college, now you know what I was thinking about you, buddy. Before we dive into this weekend's fun here, you're thinking about me. That's well, not in a good, not like just from a, no positive thoughts. I had always <laughs> said that basketball recruiting more important than football. Okay, I think that's changing. Yeah, I think that's changing. Um, basketball, it's part of the, the. I think what's making college basketball so great. Yeah. So I have 2019. And 2018's top 10 recruiting classes. I'm going to give you 18 first. This is for, for college hoops. Yeah. Okay. Duke. Yeah. Currently not in the tournament. It's 2018. Yeah. Okay. But I'm saying. Let's what go would through. be Duke. If you're recruited in 2018, that would be your. You'd be a sophomore now. 2018, 19 would be your freshman year. 2020 yeah. would be your sophomore year. In the 21, 21, this you'd be a junior this year. If you were, if you were recruited in 2018. Okay. So yeah, I'm sorry. So Duke at one, this the 2019 or 20, Oh, 2018. Okay. Duke at one. Yep. Kentucky at two. Yep. Not in the tournament, both not in projected in right now. Yeah. Oregon three, not projected in right now. Wow. Really? LSU four. They're the last four in. Yeah. Right. Kansas five. And look, this is bracketology that I'm using Joe Lenardi's, which Kansas had lost this weekend. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're six in this thing. What will they be? They're a six seed right yeah. now. Yeah. They lost to West Virginia on this weekend. Yeah. Um, I want to say, I heard a stat. They haven't been below like a, a four seed in like only like once in like the last 20 years or something. Yeah. So six UCLA. Yeah. Uh, they're in the tournament. Yeah. So right now you have, LSU, which I don't know how me and NC Nick were talking. I don't know how they're granting them in the tournament personally, yeah. but LSU, Kansas, UCLA are in the tournament. That's three of the top six, right? Yep. Maryland seven. Nope. 
Uh, they're out. They lost to Penn State on Friday. They're not. That's it. Yeah. Sayonara, Terrapins. Well, at the moment, they're not projected in. Duke yeah. and Maryland, and these schools, Oregon's will still make this. Yeah. Eight Texas in, nine Villanova in, ten Indiana in, right? Yeah. So that's what? I think six of the ten, right? Yeah. In. No one at a high seed, though. Yeah, that's true. Texas, potentially. Or Nova. There were eight and nine. I right. would be curious if we could calculate the average seed of these and, you know, well then here's, what's interesting is that's the junior. So you figure, okay, well the, those guys probably went pro. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the, the rub with these top uh, recruiting classes is almost like you have to judge them for that year as opposed to, but so then you go to 19. Yeah. In 2019, Memphis is one. Yeah. Memphis they are not in projected. They're in right not now. dancing. Nope. Kentucky two. Guess what? They're not in. Yep. Duke three. Guess what? They're not in. Yep. Oregon four. Guess what? They're not in the top four. These are the dudes that would be sophomores. So if yeah. any of these dudes, most of these dudes probably are still there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Five Nova. They're in six Arizona. They're currently not in. Wow. Right. They're close though. That's right? crazy. So many blue bloods. Seven USC in. Yeah. Eight Florida in nine North Carolina barely in yeah ten Washington not in so you have essentially right now four of the top ten in but Nova the only high really high seed higher than what ten what is North Carolina projected at no they're in eleven right uh, now no USC is going to be a decent seed USC will be yeah USC will be and Florida will be in the mid I think yeah um I I find that amazing though. To me, and 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 by the way, let me let me go to twenty. What does Lunardi have? Uh, do you have the Lunardi? Yeah, I, have up? It, I have it up right now. What does he have? Uh, Nova at three. Nova was two. They are a. Where are we at here? Two. Okay. Florida's a seven. USC. What does he got him at? USC. Now that ran this is before their win against UCLA. They won against UCLA. They, they have won big. Six. Okay. So assuming that uh, North Carolina and Washington aren't going to get six seeds, uh, no, no Washington's, Washington's out. Not, yeah. They've won three games. All yeah, year they're terrible. Yeah. Uh, uh, assuming um, North Carolina is not, I mean, they're, they, they're in 11. They're in 11. They're the last, check us out. The last four in, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or the la- yeah, last eight in essentially LSU, North Carolina, Indiana. So three of those top 10 are part of that. I'm going to count real quick. I'm going to do a little math here. Uh, Memphis two, Kentucky three. So that's five Duke two, Oregon. So that's seven Oregon two. That's nine Villanova two. That's uh, 11 Arizona two. That's well, I'm talking about five stars here. 13 USC two. That's uh, 15. Mm-hmm. Florida two. That's uh, 17. 17. Yeah. Sorry. I'm really slow here. <laughs> North Carolina two. That's 19 and Washington two. That's uh, 21. Those are, there's not any other team in the whole uh, standings and one, two, I'm gonna count the n- total number of other five stars that are out there. One, two, three, four, five in the top 50, right? Only five other five stars in the top 50. And of those top 10 teams that we just listed, 21 five stars. And the highest uh, rank ranking seed we have right now is Villanova at a what? Two. At a two. And uh, USC is sitting at a what? Six. At a six. Yeah. 
And then we have North Carolina at 11. Yeah. And Florida at 11. You it, said it, a seven or an eight? Yeah, seven. Uh, that's pretty bad for that many saying. five stars. Well, and then look, 2020, which is essentially this year, right? Yeah. Was, the kids are freshmen. Kentucky one, North Carolina two. So you have North Carolina barely in right now. The final eight teams in. Yep. Duke three, LSU four, with the final four teams in, right? Tennessee five, which Tennessee is projected as a four seed, which I think is being generous. Uh, Gonzaga though, six. Gonzaga's a one, obviously. Yeah. Arizona though, seven, not in. Arizona state eight, not in. Arkansas, not in. Auburn, not in. Those are your top 10. So you only have in, in this current for this season at, if the season ended today, according to Lenardi, North Carolina, LSU, Tennessee, Gonzaga in the tournament, three teams. No, that's four, right? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Four, but check this out. I think there's a high chance LSU is not in there. And I don't know about North Carolina. Yeah. Well, again, and I'm going to say this, there's only seven other five stars out there, at least that are in the top 100. I would assume any team that has a five stars in the top 100. Uh, and then you said the top 10 teams. I'm going to do the math here. Five, 14, 15, uh, 17, 18, 19, 20. So of those top 10 teams, 25 stars versus seven versus the rest of the field. So they should have a, a very huge talent advantage, especially since none of these guys have gone pro. Yeah. And these are the dudes that are supposed to be taking you to the tournament that you're, if you're selling to a five-star, you know, that you're, he's going to get play time so he can go pro next year, which is what these top teams are doing. Then you're playing them. Then these are the dudes that you're expecting to produce for you. You know what? You know what? It's the not happening. And this is my, my look. And I think the neutralizer is the grad transfer. Yeah. That's been the, the killer. I think for these big schools. No. Well, the, the teams that are in the tournament, I bet you I could rattle off a bunch of them that I think it, it's smarter to go grad transfer than supply your whole team with freshmen. Yeah. Now, sure. If you could sprinkle one or two. Yeah. But I think the neutralizer to these teams like that are the same 10 teams for the most part every year. Yeah. Has been to go to grad. Tra- look at Texas right. tech. They're you not think they, they Texas would've... tech's not in the top 10 either of these years. Right. right? They've gone grad transfer. Uh, who was the, the the white Mooney was a grad transfer. McClung grad transfer Silva, their power forward grad transfer. That's the smarter way to do it. And that's the, what's great about the sport though. Right now Yeah, is that y- you, you have to choose a strategy yeah. and there's yeah. not one that has a definite advantage for the Well, big It looks guys. like this isn't really working out unless you're Villanova. Yeah. yeah, it's true. When you think about it, like you go back into the day, like nineties, UNC and Duke are loaded with players that are a, the best in the Kentucky best in the country. And they're staying three or four years. Then they made a business decision. Kentucky was probably the first one to do it. When one and done got put in mm-hmm. that they were going to go after these dudes hard and, and recruit them specifically for that. Uh, and they dominated that team should have won the national championship. They got beat by Wisconsin when they had fucking wall and Anthony Davis and Boogie yeah. cousins. I don't yeah. know. And then uh, what's it called? Then I don't know if they were all on the same team, but they were all like within a couple of years, Kentucky was nasty. Then other teams started picking up those five stars and dispersing that a little bit. And mm-hmm. uh, that dominance, the, I mean, a few of them have stayed up there, but I think you're right. Like it, the, the margin of like supremacy dwindled once, like, you know, that became their approach that they thought they would have a talent advantage by going after those one and dones. Uh, and now that the grad transfers in there, it completely eliminates any, yeah. any talent advantage they have. And I'm looking right now, by the way, just to show you an example. I mean, I, I Baylor 36th in 2018 recruiting. 
right? Yeah. 2019, they didn't chart in the top 50. 2020, they're at 28. And recruiting. They're the number one team in the nation, essentially. Yeah. Uh, number one or two. But the, I'm hearing they're going to be the number one seed in the tournament. Are they a pretty heavy uh, grad transfer team? Uh, well, they have a couple. But I'm yeah. saying, like, my point is, is that it's a mixture of both. They have veterans. They've probably done a great job developing. Yeah. And then they brought in a couple grad transfers. Yeah. And but they're not. They haven't sniffed a top twenty recruiting class. I mean, the, the, uh, last year would be the the one at twenty eight. Yeah. I would be curious how many uh, number one team in the nation at the end of the regular season uh, have had uh, shitty recruiting classes traditionally. I mean, I bet not very. I mean, I think. I bet you it's changing though. Yeah. I bet you it's changing. I mean, let Baylor win the national championship this year. That will be one. I mean, UVA yeah. uh, hasn't has specifically seems to be avoiding. You know, guys that are going to only stay a year. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen Virginia in the top the top twenty uh, in a couple of these. So, yeah, I think that Tony Bennett knows that he doesn't want to do that's only going to stay one year because he gets more I mean, juice out of a fucking dude who's going to stay like five years. Dude, Notre Dame finished number fifteen. Uh, yeah, in recruiting eighteen, in in recruiting two thousand eighteen, and they're fucking terrible. Vandy finished eleven Jeez. or twelve. Twelve, sorry, man. Well, it's not like Vandy's players are. Are they? Are Vandy? Are they Pippen? Are they going pro though after one year? No, have they been? No. no. So it's weird yeah. that they're. I mean, a, a that just means that the recruiting services aren't doing a good job, like recognizing the talent, or that they're not being developed well. But I, I do think that the the recruiting services. You're right. There's a there's a whole other as, aspect of recruiting now. Yeah. Grad transfer That's is I'm there saying. should be and grad bef- transfer recruiting rankings. Well, before I used to say. Well, college basketball, I thought recruiting was so important. Yeah. Honestly, I thought like there's no, you have to recruit. Yeah. Football was the one that I was like, yeah, I think you can get away with being good in football without having top recruits. Yeah. Now I'm like, no, I think it's shit changed. I mean, the grad transfer is neutralized, which is, I think probably why college basketball is peaking in my mind is the yeah. best it's ever been. Would you say, uh, obviously the mixture of talent and experience is, you know, the, the thing that makes the difference, but Assuming those the players, in other words, are still the thing that's making the difference. There's just different ways to go about getting them now than there were before. Exactly. Before there take, was one way I to mean, get them. You take Mac Mac Mac, Mac McClung, uh, he'd be at Georgetown this year. They wouldn't make the tournament, and instead he's on Texas Tech, a team that was a really good team last year. No, have they? Has it just not been available for them to do the grad transfers before? Or? No, but it, but they're growing at a, such a rapid rate. I think. That's the reasoning is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think the other thing about that is like the kids coming out of high school with like 10 college credits already. It's like, no, you did high school classes. Like, I mean, I guess we had AP shit, you know, so you'd have like your best students getting like two or three AP classes, your valedictorian. But now it's like a lot of kids come and then, you know, they do, they stay early enroll. They stay for summer school. You know, they're smart about it, but they finish their fucking degree in three years or less, two years. I mean, they're getting grad transfers. Like, yeah, it would seem like two years into their fucking careers. That's true. That's true. I mean, dude, I mean, it's all across the board here, but you look at each team, USC, we were talking about, yes, they have a great recruiting class, but they're one of their best players is a grad transfer. I believe from UC Riverside. Yeah. Um, uh, Louisville, Carlick Jones, their, their best player is a Radford transfer, but he put in four years at Radford and then it's like, Hey, yeah. Come here. You're really good. That uh, Arizona, Terrell Brown, uh, James Akinio from Georgetown. Those that, guys, maybe I'm yeah. wrong. Maybe, I mean, I, I'd be lying if I said I dove into like each individual grad transfer 
and saw how long that they've, how much eligibility. I don't know either. I mean, I think it fluctuates. Yeah. But I presumably, I mean, assuming that they're not graduating in two years, they have one or two years. If they didn't burn their red shirt, they, they, uh, I guess you don't have to red shirt with her, but at most, even if you don't have to red shirt, like you're going to get probably one or two years, probably one year really should be. I mean, if, I guess if you did red shirt originally, you and then you graduate yeah. in three years. You yeah. have two years of eligibility left. So I guess these guys are all just making their last ditch effort. And some of the smaller schools but why are not. I mean, yeah. Terrell Brown averaged like 25 points a game on Seattle last year. And now he's, he's playing for Arizona. So that's what yeah. it is. Again. Yeah. We talked about that last time They're The ones that are on smaller teams are making the jump. And I can't knock them because it's not like Seattle was threatening the NCAA tournament, right? You might as well go to a team where you have a shot at the NCAA tournament. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't want to see everyone jump ship, but I would be, if I'm sitting there and I put in four or five years with this program and we're yeah. still dog shit, which makes you yeah. think though, that like the, the teams that do have a tournament uh, possibility would get pushed up. But I guess what they're pushing up is not the top, like the Duke, they're pushing up the middle of the pack. Well, I don't think Duke inquires. They yeah. go, they, these guys they are have going... to play their five-star freshmen yeah. in order yeah. to keep That's getting the pitching them. point also, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm saying is I think the grad transfer, then, you know, teams like the middle, the, the middle of the pack go for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's been the that difference. That closes the gap yeah. between the middle yeah. of the pack and the top. I think it gives them an advantage. Yeah. 22 year old or 23 year old clearly is right over an 18 year old. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, intriguing, intriguing stuff going on in college basketball. We're going to get to this weekend's games and all this awesome stuff happening. But uh, first I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by BetQL. Yes, you want to get an advantage over the sports book when it comes to betting college basketball. You need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets. They got you covered for everything. Their algorithm has, as uh, you know, just they go through every little game you want to bring up. UT Rio Grande against Texas Southern. They've already, you know, broken it down. This thing essentially. Uh, BetQL has sharp data for college basketball, NBA, NHL. Uh, everything else pretty much. So if you want an inside edge for who the pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. Plus they have tons of sportsbook offers for your state. Yes. Head over to Apple store or Google play store to download BetQL. And uh, yeah, look, head over to BetQL.com. Enter their promo code SGP 30 for a 30% off your first subscription. That's promo code SGP 30 at BetQL.com. All right, Patty C. Nice. Dude, I mean, this weekend was great. I thought, I mean, I was a little bitter that they, they didn't play any games during the Super Bowl because I was like, I could give a fuck about the Super Bowl. I'd rather see St. Francis PA against Mary Mac. Um, but no, Friday, we had great games. I mean, first off, Penn State takes down Maryland. Let's mm. see what we were Friday. Sorry, uh, Penn State. And, and didn't you, have, you wanted to have some questions? That was only the, uh, that was the only five star uh, or uh, power five game or power six, I guess or seven potentially of college basketball conference game of the weekend, right? Or on Friday night, right? Uh, I mean, but I, I thought Boise state Nevada was a big one. I definitely mean, th- big game. There were some great ones. La tech, North Texas. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, by the way, I had a tough like Tuesday, Wednesday. I think you heard me bitching on the show. Yeah. R- responded. Well, three straight winning days, my friend, boom, Get back on the saddle and you're fucking conquering again, getting it, it done. Sometimes, sometimes you hit a pothole. You do, you know, life is not about, you know, everyone gets knocked down. It's what you do. Do you get back up? That defines you. I 
butchered that fucking quote. I don't know what the fuck it you is. You got to say it with Stallone. It's about getting back up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It defines you. You're going to keep yeah. coming. It's your first blood, not me. <laughs> um, but uh, then we dive into Saturday. Well, I don't know. What did you, you said, you said you wanted to have some questions, right? I did have a yeah. question for What's you. That? Okay. Uh, so before we dilly dally some rabbit hole and fucking talk about, let me pull up the first random game I see here. Our Lady of Lake at Houston. Yeah, Our Lady of Lake at Houston. <laughs> and tell me about how fucking important that game is. <laughs> what lady I, is that? I wonder. <laughs> yeah. Guinevere over here, Lady of the Lake. I don't know what the fuck we're talking about, but uh, yeah, we got. I want to know what the real important things that are happening in basketball are as it relates to this season or the grand scheme of things. Obviously, we've touched on the recruiting thing, and I think that is a massive development in the grand big picture of college basketball. Uh, but as it relates to this season and who is going to win the fucking championship, and I don't care what you care about and you care about watching good football games and good basketball games, it needs to relate to a championship for me to be interested in it. I have no, I mean, I was on, I was on someone's show this past week. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, so like who's winning the national championship? Like you got to have some inside. And I'm like, uh, I guess Baylor until I see them lose. Right. So that obviously Baylor and Gonzaga continue well, to win. Though, actually had to, they, they got tested the other day by a uh, Pacific. They won by 18, but they were losing in the second half. And that's true. They were down at halftime. They were losing. I'm sorry. They, they, it was like a five point. They were down by like five with like probably 16 minutes left, 15 minutes left. Yeah. And I'm telling Nick, I think me and Nick were, were recording and we just got done. And I was like, man, if they're struggling against this Pacific squad and that score got bumped up because the, the big man of Pacific uh, gave a nice, a nice, uh, uh, who, who should, who should, uh, a nice James Edwards forearm to the, to Cody Kispert to the <laughs> head late with about a minute left, two minutes yeah, left in that give game. Him a couple of free throws. Oh uh, yeah. That got pumped up a little bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, well that is, that is big. That is a, an interesting development that has an impact on the, you know, the overall outcome is seeing a chink in that armor. I just think you go against these like, and, and by the way, BYU still controls their own fate. Um, I don't think BYU is you know, going to do that, but I'm saying yeah. I do. I mean, I said this on our, on our show with NC Nick, all three of us. Um, I don't, I don't think they're making the final four. I think they're going to get beat by somebody. Uh, Gonzaga. Cause I think you go against that for three months or two yeah. months of that lower competition powder soft schedule. And, and, and it's still a, it's still a decent conference. Yeah. But I mean, like, well, I they've think, been dominating that conference for 20 years. And you know, the proof has been in the pudding backing up what you're saying. So, so hold on. Lenardi has them playing, uh, obviously North Carolina, a and Prairie view at 16, the winner of that. Right. Um, then, <laughs> then they would play. This is my point is they would play, uh, either. Well, he has it as Boise, the winner of Boise state, Minnesota, Minnesota's beat Michigan this year. Yeah. S- certainly capable. Sure. Not a cakewalk. It um, as soon as you get to the, but the, the other, 32. when you look at the other eight and nine seeds, they might get Cade Cunningham of Oklahoma state who just took down Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I think Dangerous. Oklahoma state could, could, so that would be in round two. So look, other eight, and nine seeds out there. You got a guy that can go off like that and, and you might not have an answer for, then you might find yourself in a dog fight. Yeah, uh, other eight nine seeds. I mean, Louisville. I don't. I think. I, th- I don't think Louisville is as good as years past. So I think. I think they would kind of roll them. Yeah. Uh, Drake. I think Drake could be one. I haven't seen enough of Drake to really know what they're about. I know they're undefeated, but no, they lost their first game today, which I think is great if you're a Drake fan. Yeah, get that. They one got out of Loyola the way. coming this weekend. I think you wanted to, to 
get a fresh slate coming for, for Loyola. Um, San Diego state. That is a perfect time to hit the reset button right now on that, uh, on that run. San Diego state is another eight seed. Yeah. Or nine seed. I'm nine saying seed. they were going to play a winner of eight these. or nine. Yeah. yeah. Um, wouldn't shock me if San Diego state was able to lock them down some and give them a really good, they're athletic enough to give them challenges. They're yeah. probably more athletic than every other team in, yeah. the, in that conference. Uh, Anytime you have a team with either that can shoot the lights out or has a high physical upside, then you have to be aware of them in the tournament. Cause they can turn it on for one game. I mean, I mean, we're talking Florida, Florida might be an eight. Do you think they have that kind of potential? I mean, they beat West Virginia at West Virginia. Why not? Yeah. Wouldn't shock me. Yeah. But that's just one. But then can they do it again against a better team? So if they beat them, then they got to beat. Well, think about this. The round of 32 is presumably the 32 best teams in the nation. How many times throughout the year has Gonzaga played a top 32 team in the nation? Probably only a oh, couple uh, times at a conference. But, at a, I yeah. mean, yeah, UVA, they, they throttled. Yeah. But UVA was still coming around. They beat, uh, well, Kansas. I don't even know they're top. Th- they're not top 25 anymore. Yeah. They, yeah. They're going to fall out. So they're like fringe. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've beaten some good teams. I it's like I whooped up on Iowa. I mean, they're the number Iowa's two team good. in the yeah. country right now. I'm just saying day in, day out. Could they go, could they beat Florida in the second round? And then in the third round, they're going to, they're going to draw according to this, like if I'm going by Lenardi's bracket, they would draw, I mean, perhaps maybe uh, Indiana or Virginia tech, Texas. Yeah. I mean, then it changes. Yeah. It like, is interesting. That, that almost is the bigger question about Gonzaga is not, can they do it in a one, one off basis? We know they can, they've proven that, but can you do it night after, or, yeah. you know, game after game? Essentially. Yeah. 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 Can you get up every few days? We know they'll destroy the 16, but after that, they're going to have to have five hard wins there. I think, right? Five or four, 32, 16, eight, four, one, five hard wins Yeah, to win it all. Yeah. And I don't know that they can. And I would side with Baylor because Baylor is going through that gauntlet in the big 12. Yeah. Well, certainly Baylor, I think anyone would at this point have them as his favorite, but the question is the, the likes of a Villanova, would you favor over a Gonzaga? I haven't been impressed with Villanova this year though, dude. Yeah. They, they got to come on strong. I know they had COVID issues, so they're figuring things out. Even today against Georgetown, we covered by hitting Georgetown. I know you hit, you hit your lock on that. Boom. Um, but I just, they lost the St. John's St. John's is like the hottest team in America right now. Yeah. Um, short of, of Baylor and, and Gonzaga. Uh, but I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, that's my point is like, I was asked on the show besides Baylor, I would actually take the field against, I'll be honest. I'd probably take the field against Gonzaga and Baylor. Yeah. I they're mean, just down to, I just feel like you could get, Baylor needs to lose a game before the right tournament. now. Yeah. I think they have or the last I checked, which was last week. It was uh, or, or on Wednesday, rather 30 and 20. I want to say for uh, Gonzaga or Baylor and Gonzaga respectively in terms of the percentage chance that they win at all. So I think it's about a push right now between those two in the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, Baylor, if they got, I mean, Baylor would face the same teams that I just mentioned. Who is it? I mean, it'd be uh, after, after beating the, According oh, yeah. to Lenardi's bracket, yeah, you just mentioned, yeah, he would. They would have to go through the same teams, which I think, I think they're more equipped to do. But I still feel like all it takes is one fucking game, dude. One team, yeah, that they're not accustomed to playing in a style that they're not accustomed to playing to. That's another thing. Is you get so used to playing the conference's style, yeah, and all of a sudden you play a team that, 
I heard Jim Jim Laranega talk about this when he was uh, talking about uh, Loyola Chicago's run. Yeah, and he was saying we've been playing ACC. We're so used to this, you know, this style, and they just were. This team was so quick. Yeah, they didn't care. They just were pushing. Where normally in the ACC, you know, we played Virginia, we played Syracuse, where yeah. they're slow. Plotting. Yeah, and it was like we played Loyola, and it was like there was like a track meet. Yeah, right. So you 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 just you adjust your yeah, style. Yeah, and then and then, you're then, tied at half by the time you figure it out. Well, and then he was like, dude, we hadn't played a team that fast since like back in November or early December. Mm-hmm. So like, to, yeah, we won those games, but now now it's been a couple months. Yeah. So and and they've gotten really and and those teams that they played back then weren't as good as Loyola is now. You yeah. know, like or uh, quoting when he was talking about, but I mean, right, 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 right. Yeah, that's true. And Loyola is a fucking tournament team. Those teams might not be. Yeah. Um, that is interesting. And that's one thing that I want to dive into you with and that you would have some insight on that. I'm hoping to glean here um, is in football. Obviously you can look at, you can watch the game and the style of play just by the formation they line up in usually comes across as really easy to diagnose on a play by play basis. You know, you have to set up and like have a static structure of a, a, an offense and a formation before it even starts basketball. It's flowing all the time, obviously with like super obvious examples. If someone teams running a full court press, you say, okay, I see what that fuck they're doing. Yeah. But like, you know, I'm, I want to understand from a, uh, uh, like a strategic standpoint, what styles are working better against other styles and who's, who's, you know, more likely to handle something well, or I mean, well, I can tell you that I, I, I mean, there's certain games you can nitpick and say, well, this team doesn't shoot well, this team do- does, and then they're def- Like, I mean, I was shocked by Saturday's Clemson Syracuse result. Clemson just ran them out of the gym. Yeah, I mean, beat them up, but both teams really were. I mean, I thought Syracuse had a great chance to win that game because Clemson has not been able to jump shoot or hit jump shots all year, all year. And that's the kind of the bread and butter of their game. Well, Syracuse's defense makes you have to shoot jump shots. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So, so there's the, they run that, that zone defense and they, they get really good as the season prolongs at that. Yeah. And, uh, so I was shocked with that result. I was really shocked with that result, but that's, I mean, that, that'd be one example though, but each team has their strengths. Was it that Clemson was shooting well, or is that just, they just Clemson was shooting? Well, I mean, I actually didn't catch all that game because there were so many good games on, but I was flipping back and forth between it, but, uh, they were, yeah, they were shooting well, better than they traditionally have shot, but they were also just the Clemson's defense was locking down. They've had like up in the top 10 and and number one for it. Well, I, I coming into it, I was like, there's two defensive teams here. This is going to be a shit fest. Yeah. And one team's going to win. This is in college football. This is army Navy or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the clock is going to bleed. You're going to see a 52 to 48 final score. Yeah. That was not the case. So, uh, Clemson getting it done. They got it done, but, but that, that, that's what I mean though. And then you look, you know, across the landscape of college basketball and you, you can pick out what, what's made Baylor so tough is because they have every player on their court. Not only is it, are they for the most part, extremely athletic, they can all hit shots. Yeah. Well, that that's a pretty potent combo. So, generally speaking, not, so that's what I mean. So like, not only if you go to that, if you go to that zone defense, let's say Syracuse runs or whoever, they'll shoot you out of they'll it. They'll shoot you out of it. But then when you, if, if not, they'll break you down one-on-one. Yeah. No answer for that. That, that, that. So far, that's my assessment of Baylor. Uh, and yeah. then if you have that athleticism on defense, you can do whatever the fuck you that's want. That's what I'm saying. And also yeah. offensive rebounding. Athleticism always helps with that. Yeah. Rebounding in general, but I'm saying offensive rebound always so huge in, in, in these games. Uh, How is Baylor's height? Will that be an issue for them at any point potentially against, say, a Michigan? You I know, think Michigan's it could. got some that's big motherfuckers, saying. man. Well, I think it could, but it also could hurt Michigan. 
because <laughs> they're slower. Yeah, by a lot. that's what I'm saying. It, it's it makes That'll it for really compelling styles. Yeah. Like, um, but I mean, we we watched uh, uh, Texas and Oklahoma State play this Saturday, and it was a double overtime game. Oklahoma State got the win, but they're a team that that goes heavy on the four guards. Man, Oklahoma State's a heavy guard team, and I, I, a lot of college basketball is now. But I think that makes it really interesting because they're essentially like Baylor, but like just a little worse. Yeah. A little younger. Yeah. Um, but, but uh, they, I mean, Texas went long. The Texas had some serious droughts in that game and I was kind of bullish on Texas. Still am. I still think that they, they played defense at certain times as good as anyone, but um, I mean, sorry, which game was this? Oklahoma state, Texas, Oklahoma state, Texas. Okay. State beat Texas double overtime. That's right. Um, but, but that, I mean, I don't know. I mean, to answer your question, it fluctuates per team, I guess. You know what I mean? Like five, 60 damn, they really pulled away in that second overtime. Yeah. They, they shut them out. Really? Yeah. That was part of the, one of the droughts I was talking about. Gotcha. Um, but, but that, that's what I mean. You got, you got, uh, it depends on the team. It depends on, on, on this, you know, style of offense. Colorado's a team. I, you know, I, I, I watch them as much as anybody. And, and to me, they go really heavy on McKinley, Wright. You stop McKinley right, you will beat Colorado. Yeah, I mean he is a hundred percent their offense. Uh, now, I mean he he get, sometimes you look at the stat sheet and other players will have twenty points, but it's because of McKinley. He's right. created everything. Yeah, he's they're gonna they go ISO with him all the time. Yeah, I think it's a problem. I don't think they're gonna go far. Yeah, I mean you have to yeah. have more than one trick in your bag. I mean they, they got a decent big man and, and stuff like that, but I'm saying like the offense runs through McKinley right, yeah. and unfortunately I never see when he's out. They don't do anything. Yeah. Well, that's another thing I want to ask you too. Stars. How much of the makeup of the con- real contenders in college basketball and, and how many stars does each of the contenders have? You said yourself, Baylor has eight dudes that could probably star on any team or most of the teams they're fucking playing on. Yeah. But I don't know about star. I mean, stars, you know, subjective term, but, but I think who's got true star power. Eight is ridiculous. But yeah. No, I mean, Butler, Jared Butler is, is their star. Yeah. I think, but I think there's a lot of players really close to that. I mean, Macy Oteague's playing really good. I mean, that you, you could, they've you got could, a few guys. You that could, could, yeah. They, to me, they have like three or four that you could probably say, but I mean, also, I mean, Alabama, you look at Alabama and you say, well, is it uh John? Is it petty junior? Is it uh, uh what's their big man's name? I'm struggling to think of right now. He's a stud Alabama's big man. I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. Her Herbert Jones. Um, could it be, could it be, could it be him? I mean, I, where do you draw the line on who's a star? Who's not, but I can tell you they have four really good players. Yeah. So, I mean, Gonzaga, for instance, has what you would consider three at this point. Yeah. I mean, what, what do you consider star? Like a top 10 pick? Uh, maybe a first round caliber pick. Or, I, I'm surprised. Like I'll an be NBA honest. draft caliber pick. We'll say it's okay. only two rounds. Top 60 player coming out of, but dude, I'll be honest. It's not like NFL. I think basketball is one of the more. Like I was shocked Kyle guy got drafted. Yeah. I was shocked. Yeah. Well, that's, that's one, one area that I haven't fully like comprehended is like understanding what I'm watching at the college level and how, how to project that into the pros. Like it's, I don't do a good job of it. The length is miles. Powell went undrafted. Kyle guy got drafted. Right. <laughs> Figure that out. Confusing. For me. Right. Generally speaking, a little more easy to project than that. Though. Well, I think it's the, it's the fact that it's only two rounds. That's the hard part yeah. is because 
teams only have needs. I mean, most teams only have one or two needs. So it can, you can easily end up undrafted because if the first round, if they're all going for younger players and you're like a, a, a guy who's been solid, averaging 16 points a game for four years. And all of a sudden you think, okay, well I'm, I've been proven commodity in college basketball, but at the same time, if you, if, if every position, you know, is filled with the, how many players, yeah. how many teams need a shooting guard? That's true. It's a, you know what I mean? Like you got to figure if you're, you're good at three to four positions, probably three positions in the NBA, you know, then only what half the teams need you or well, there's so, less. And there's certain positions that are so oversaturated. Yeah. You know, like if you're a center, you'll get that shine just because there are how many centers go undrafted. Like in college, you're like, damn, he's a good center. None, none. I see. I don't, I'm not paying close enough attention to see what happens later on to me. Like when you see a good college basketball center, they're always, well, I mean, there's where there's where the confusion is. I'm I'm sure Luca Garza isn't projecting as a center. Maybe he is. I don't think so, but maybe, maybe in today's NBA, because the game is four, the game has changed so much that, uh, that perhaps he he could, but he's also so slow. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's, that's the consensus that I've heard is that he's just not going to get any faster. So, you know, people can project his speed at the NBA level and see that he won't be, he'll be a defensive liability and maybe he won't be able to run the floor enough to be a contributor on offense. Like they want him to be. But to me, I'm watching the best fucking play. He's going to win probably the wooden award or whatever the fuck. uh, I think I believe it's the wooden award, right? Yeah. Yeah. Best player in college basketball. Uh, so it's like, really? I mean, that, that was kind of the thing with like Kevin love too in the pros. A, he was way better in the pros than I thought he was going to be coming out of college. But B like when I was seeing him on Philadelphia or uh, Minnesota, rather getting like 26 or 27 and 15, I was like, how good really is this dude? And then you see him paired up with a real fucking stud LeBron. And he drops down to like a 20 and 10 guy. So or if that maybe like yeah. an 18 and 10 guy, when uh, he's when, a good player, but he's not, no, he's, he's not great by any means, I think. But I mean, right. Uh, but I will say he overachieved my, uh, achieved my expectations a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, mean, yeah, they definitely produce more. I mean, the, the stats in the NBA games are so crazy, man. They're putting up like, I don't even want so many dude. points. I can't, I, that's what I'm saying. Like I, 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 they, they were the first for me to tap out. Yeah. They were the first. Yeah. It's, um, it's hard to like get excited. I, honestly, I don't know if it's just the aesthetic of a score. That's like 130 to like 128, but well, to me, that's everything. What, what the NFL still has to me is, is the fact that if you're not playing good, they'll cut you. Yeah. The NBA, when I watch a regular season NBA game, I mean, I went to a shit ton of Clipper games over the past couple of years. Well, before I stopped, like, okay, I haven't watched the NBA in a year. Yeah. So it's going on like a year and a half now. Uh, prior to that, Kobe has left the building. Yeah. Prior to that, I, I had, uh, I, I would get Clipper tickets often. I had a friend that had Clipper season tickets. So I would go to a lot of games and I just found myself. I remember one time I think me and you went yeah. and I go, isn't this just fucking boring? Yeah. I feel like the players don't give a shit. Like I, I, I can watch on TV Cause I, the Clippers were my team in LA. Cause I was like, okay, I'm yeah. not going to like the fucking Lakers Jumped on the bandwagon. I mean, not yeah. the bandwagon. You're before yeah. the bandwagon. Yeah, so. I was there with like Pooh Richardson, bro. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, but that's you just, jump on the bandwagon when it was broken down. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like a lazy game. It's just lazy. Like, like to me, you watch the game and I see a lot of lazy players, especially in regular season. Yeah. Playoffs. You'll see a little bit more. Right. 
but it's just incredibly lazy. Obviously, the star call is really annoying. I remember Kevin Durant just running out of bounds, like six steps out of bounds, and they're like, "No, he's in bounds." Right. Remember that on the yeah. Warriors? I was like, "Okay, he's been out of bounds for okay. five seconds." Like both of his feet are currently out of like bounds he's by a full in foot. the bleachers, and this motherfucker <laughs> saying the he's ball. still in. <laughs> Well, and and well, that's what confirmed that whistleblower podcast. Everyone should go listen to whistleblow the whistleblower podcast. It confirmed everything that I thought. Yeah, and more so, even yeah, even more so that maybe made me mad. It ruined your. It childhood. actually made me mad at the NBA because it, yeah. it, I invested time and I cared at one right. point. You know what I mean? All those great memories that drive even our you. Elijah Juan Robinson argument, and I'll be. I was the first to tell you this after this. I was like. <laughs> I got no idea. It means anymore. nothing to me anymore. What? Well, no, it, 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 like, how can you take any of those stats serious? It's true. Houston's a, a huge market. San Antonio's not. Well, I, a, I'm going to soak up the fact that you're giving Robinson a little credit here, but B is that credit. I'm just saying like, I, it, it does throw uh, of course a monkey wrench. And, and I think that the, now what sports aren't blatantly appealing to their stars? I don't watch well, enough hockey uh, to know, but I would assume that there's not very much, much of yeah. that going on. Baseball's not, I don't think. Yeah. How can you in baseball? That's what I'm saying. Baseball's almost, it saves itself. I was explaining this. I was on, I was on my, my buddy Scott Bowser's podcast this week. And yeah, I was like, you know what? The, 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 the no salary cap or the guarantee contracts ruins the sport. And I go, the only thing that saves baseball is, is the actual game. The refs can't fuck it up. The actual fucking game saves it. Yeah. A little bit. It's still fucked up. Like it's still a rod made more money than the whole entire Baltimore. Orioles. Sure. I mean yeah. the structure of baseball sucks, but you're right. The game saves it. Some yeah. it's still one it's on fair yeah. competition. Yeah. You yeah. either can hit a pitch or you can't. And, and well, to me, the NBA can, you can dictate now, obviously a, an ump can say it's a ball strike. Yeah. But at the same time, you still, someone's got to hit the fucking, they ball have a, point. they yeah. have a fucking tracker. And if you're inaccurate X amount of times yeah. you're getting, I think the game it's harder to do. Yeah. Cause also, I mean, have you seen a fucking hundred mile an hour fastball? It's well, fucking yeah. hard to just say, of course. Yeah. Uh, I tell you about the time I fucking this is after starting at quarterback in high school. I thought maybe I had developed a little bit of a gun. Mm-hmm. I went to like one of these, uh, like what? I think we went to ocean, ocean beach okay. in Maryland yeah. and fucking redneck heaven, ocean city, ocean city. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, what's it called? I threw, I want to say I was like 55 or 60 miles an hour. I'm like a dude can throw the ball twice as fast as I can. <laughs> I started a quarterback for my fucking team. I'm granted. I was a pop gun quarterback, but like, that's why you see John Elway and Russell Wilson baseball players, baby. Yeah. I mean, they have really must've perfected the uh, art of the throw, but gosh, I, I've been, I actually, it's funny. I watched some um, shit of some guy throwing from the dugout or not even for, not from the dugout in the, uh, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> just going a like, hundred in the like, dugout. Were, were you just like drunk in a park? Just watching some idiot, just throw the fucking ball in the dugout. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was in the bullpen. Okay. Um, and then uh, what's it called? And also I saw a fucking dude throw a hundred five in a game. I think he set the record, but Jeez. it's just, I can't imagine what it's like to try and hit that, but, no, but that sport, it saves itself a little bit. Yeah. I mean, look, it's still fucked. It's in my opinion, like it's still a boring it, sport. No, no, no. But. I'm saying from, and don't look at it from bo- that's subjective. I'm saying from yeah. the fact they've give guaranteed contracts. Yeah. There's almost no star baseball. Oh. The sport almost, almost never lets star power happen. Why is that? Because I don't think like, like think about your biggest stars. The A, they don't, they can't market them because you're only up once. You're not on the field nonstop. Yeah. 
I mean, from a defensive standpoint, you are, but I'm saying offensively, the rest, you're sitting your ass on the bleachers, crack one open in the fucking ninth, right? <laughs> Whatever or we were said, yeah. right? But it, it, the game, like LeBron's always on the court. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, 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 he it controls every possession. Well, and everyone's going to watch that. Yeah. All right. After Cal Ripken has a helm run, he goes to the fucking bench and he sits there for another 35 minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sits like on his ass, like any yeah. other fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so that, that's what I mean. The game in a way saves yeah. itself. Yeah. It Even, also ruins itself, but true. <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, that's subjective, but I'm saying like, as far as the big salary caps and, yeah. and the no salary cap and how it's a whole team. I mean, I think it's asinine that, that you even, that, that they even have that many small market teams. Right. I think it makes no sense in baseball. You're talking yeah, about but people are like, well, the, the rays win and, and the A's win. I'm like, yeah, but then the, all their players leave and then they draft well again. And that's not going to last. Let yeah. until that general manager, yeah. Let that, yeah. 20 wa- years in watch a trend over 20 years. Yeah. And I think I've looked these statistics up. Yeah. The well, teams they, that pay more do better. I do believe that owners can hire smarter gen. Like there, there, there's a skill to hiring GMs. Yeah. And the Oakland A's have probably been better than most, yeah. but they, they're not going to ever have that fair shot of winning. Right. So it is still Their payroll flawed. is one quarter yeah. the size of someone else. Well, and they got to win it in like the first three years. The kids are extremely young because they're drafting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you have a very short window. Yeah. yeah. And then they go get paid by the Yankees, Red Sox, whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, NBA to me, it's, it's even worse because it, well, another thing is major league baseball. They'll send you down to D two and D three yeah. or, or not, not D two uh, minor leagues. Minor yeah. leagues. If you're not playing well and that will happen all the time. Yeah. Right. And there's so many players in the, in that realm. Well, b- basketball, yeah. You just no, you're paid. Yeah, you're, you're just you can be Carmelo Anthony and just take a decade off. And I mean, you can go. Rondo say I haven't played hard defense in seven years. Yeah. He just came out and said it. And it's a fact, though, dude. You go yeah. and watch this shit. I'm telling you, you could go, go to YouTube and type in NBA lazy plays. Like, uh, what was the big man from the Wizards to play for the Lakers? McGee, Javale. Dude, he would just take take fucking yeah. possessions. That's off, a clown. Dude. That's a and that's a, that's another thing about the. I don't know if McGee was straight out of high school. I'm, I think he was. Was he? Did he play any college ball? Uh, I think he was straight out of high school. Yeah. I mean, you, either way, 18, 19, I mean, uh, fucking Dwight Howard has been a 16 year old in his head since he was, fuck, yeah. I mean, if, uh, till he was like 35 or however he, I don't think he's ever grown up. Yeah. I, I don't know. And I know we're going down a rabbit hole here. Look, but the my- college experience is about the maturation process to become <laughs> NBA ready. That's what that we're, we are Look, good for the kids here. Do you think Rick Flair just hopped fuckers? in the ring and won the intercontinental championship? That's right. He had to take his lumps. <laughs> That's what we do at the college experience. You take your lumps, you take your shot. He didn't just show up limousine riding jet flying. Lying. All right. He earned that. Yeah, right? The Gators just didn't fucking fall <laughs> on his feet. Okay. All right. Okay. Saturday college basketball. <laughs> I mean, look, cause uh, first off Penn state beats uh, Maryland on Friday. Yeah. Huge game. Now Penn state has their, they, they have the worst record or a worse record than Maryland, but they're ahead of them in the big 10 rankings makes it really compelling as to far as to who. Uh, so prior to that game happening, right? Prior to that game happening, Maryland was the last four in, right? Yeah. Penn state was the next four out. Ooh. Okay. So So you tracked this before. Look at you doing good here. So I would only make the assumption, Patty, see that they've swapped. Yeah, that should make sense. (laughs) Well, Oh, that's uh, so the uh, update, the standings haven't been updated yet. It has not been updated yet. So, 
That's what I really want them to do. Yeah. I, I looked at ESPN's thing and they don't allow you to go backwards in time when like looking at projections of percentage chance of going to the, making the tournament this round, this round. Cause they want to be right, man. Yeah. They, they don't want to show that they were <laughs> wrong, but I want to, I want to plot this shit. I want to download their graphs and see like a, uh, a, a line graph of who's improving and who's not, you know, I don't want to have to fucking pour through the statistics and do the visual do research work, myself, man. you know, um, come on ESPN. It's okay to be wrong. Yeah. Help me help you dude. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that was a money game. And, and th- those two teams will be uh, great to watch down the stretch because they're both fighting for their lives. I mentioned Saturday, Texas loses at OK State. Texas now, I believe, lost four of five, starting to worry. I know Shaka Smart was out with COVID for like a week or so in that stretch. But uh, I'm starting to, uh, you know, it's like last year. People will say like, oh, Kobe, you were bullish on Texas. No, uh, the season's a long journey. Baylor started to lose it at one point last year. Yeah. Then they got back up a little bit. But there was a, like, a week, I feel like, where they started to, to, to go down a little yeah. bit. Um, well now, now you have that potentially going on in Austin and what that might do and why that's interesting, I think is they might get misseated then. And you might have to play a really good Texas team. I mean, if you lose, lose four or five, once again, be, this is before the loss. He had Texas as a three. Um, so there's a good chance. Texas could be a four when this thing's released. And I got news for you. They still have to play. Oklahoma again, Baylor again. I mean, they got to figure some things out. I think they got to play Kansas again. Yeah. So, um, Texas, uh, you said they were a three and there's a good chance they could be, or they are well, a they, three. No, they were a three, but that was as of Thursday. Okay. They lost this weekend, yeah. which is four or five. Now they've lost. Wow. So interesting getting stuff there out that people, they put Alabama as a one on Thursday. Well, so guess they what? were 10 and one and now they're 11 and five. Yeah. Shit. Texas. Uh, you, then you, then you got, well, well, first off, Texas played okay. State, okay. State battling for their, their, their lives. And yeah. I think, you know, we talked about this, that they're ruling, uh, might, it looks like it's going to happen after March. So they will have a March madness. Yeah. Um, then Bama was given a one seed by a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, they and, definitely and, Well, Guess what happened? They lose on, on Saturday. Couldn't handle the fucking success. You know, it's a, a fucking, uh, my cousin Vinny over here needs to go talk to Nick Saban. Sorry about that. Are we good? Um, slamming the table. Um, my cousin Vinny needs to talk to Nick Saban about how to handle success. Yeah, I mean, dude, and you saw your hokey struggle with Miami. They hit a buzzer beater to get, get into, into overtime. overtime. Yeah, got it done in overtime. Watch out for the hurricane as as the season prolongs. They still haven't got Chris Likes back. They still have been without a lot of their guys. Is let me ask you this: What's that? Is um, Larinaga? the type of guy that was a flash in the pan at George Mason. I know he's had some good years in Miami. Is he a legit potentially elite coach or is, has he hit his ceiling already? That's tough this year. I was really bullish on them. See, they've been so injured, but I will say his age isn't helping him. Yeah. But I will say he's got Miami to the best they've ever been. Yeah. In in my lifetime at currently or during uh, his over the past tenure. four or five years. Yeah. I mean, last year they struggled this year. They've struggled, but this year, <laughs> We knew last year they were going to struggle. They were young. Yeah. This year I thought they were going to be really good. Kind of shit. The they've bed. all been injured. Ah. Yeah. They've had I think four or five guys out most of the year. Um. But I do think he's like he's long in the tooth a little bit. So yeah. Ageist uh, basketball players not giving him his chance to take 
Take them to the glory. You know? Yeah. The glory hole, man. Uh, <laughs> Illinois takes down Wisconsin in a game. I was all over. I almost locked this. Told you they were too athletic. I know you were with me. You were, you were on the Illini. NC Nick was on Wisconsin. The Illini once again, though, Michigan, you see Michigan just canceled the game. I saw that <laughs> Michigan and two sport pansies here. <laughs> Yowzers. I wonder if they did that on purpose. <laughs> I ha- wonder if they did that I don't on wonder. Uh, have you ever been to the Michigan campus? I told you when I stopped by, I did my uh, road trip across the country. Yeah. Stopped in all the stadiums, stopped in Ann Arbor. Big house was very big. So somebody say you're a douchebag. Uh, probably they were thinking it. Everyone looked like Waldo. There were more horn rimmed glasses and beanies per capita than any <laughs> fucking place in. So you're saying uh, that's where the death of football started. Probably right, when okay. Ann Arbor is in charge of fucking, uh, <laughs> you know, college football. Um, look, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. All I know is that Michigan does seem like the place where they're ducking the Illini. Essentially. They, they don't want the heat. They don't want the smoke. Uh, you got Pitt at Virginia Pitt gets the cover. Virginia gets the win. Did you watch it? Are you, are you concerned about uh, Virginia going it's closer forward? than I wanted it to be? Anytime you're playing against a potential player at national player of the year. How do you, I heard, heard you giving Nick uh champagne, champagne, not champagne, champagne. He <laughs> should be look. I think it should be policy that if there's an opportunity to mispronounce a name on our show, we take that. We do not pass an opportunity to mispronounce. I know it happens in an authentic way for you. So I don't want to diminish mm-hmm. your mispronunciations. I love Louisiana Monroe. There you go. I love Monmouth. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lipscomb. <laughs> Dude, I love it too, man. Uh, who else? We gotta have. There's, there's a, a bunch <laughs> of players. It's players that I just I'm a mess. Well, shit. I mean, yeah. the uh, you try and get some of those Nigerian dudes. Dude, that, you go through the when we preview BYU every year. I'm just like, good god, <laughs> Suhai Hiho. <laughs> this is getting racist. No, I'm saying I just can't. Uh, when you do that many in a row, like 20 fucking players. Yeah. By by the time you're at number 11, you're like, I. I uh, you're talking fucking, about Utah football. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. BYU football. Yeah. yeah. The lots of uh, Pacific Islanders. I mean, they have a different alphabet there. I want to say like they have, I don't know, like 12 letters and obviously seven of the, however many, I don't know. Oh, geez. How many fucking vowels are there? A E I O U. It sounds, sounds legit. Sometimes why I guess five, <laughs> six, geez. Hi, first grade. I, I, know, I know more than our playoff system. <laughs> yeah, right? right. Yeah. More vowels than we got playoff teams. That's true. But that makes their entire language. Like, I feel like I'm being racist by saying no, that, you're not being racist would be, you said, if you hated them, Yeah, you're I not like, saying that it's just it's facts. Pleasant I'm trying sounding. to pronounce it. I always right. fucking struggle, but yeah, it, it's right? a lot of vowels. I hate how our society confuses that shit. Yeah. No, I would. I look, I love everybody. You treat me nice. I'll treat you fucking nice. All right. Yeah. Look, it's hard to fucking pronounce. Can we just say that? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I Shit, my name's good. Colby. My whole childhood fucking people said Corey. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got over it. Get the fuck on with it. You know what I mean? Like right. I, I even have people call me Corey and I don't correct them. Right. It just is your name yeah, now. <laughs> and say, fuck it. <laughs> or Kobe. I would have Corey right. or Kobe. Kobe, like that, yeah. I can understand. Corey, they just so substituted yeah. another letter. Corey or Kobe every fucking time, dude. Like motherfucker, there's no R in yeah. my name. Why are you pronouncing How that about letter? this dude? Daunt instead of dance. <laughs> D-A-N-T. My fucking high school graduation. Let alone, I'm saying everyone. It's like Joe Dirt. Don't try and dress it up. It's not it's like, dear do I look? <laughs> do I look like some French guy to you? No, I'm joking around. <laughs> <me> Daunt. <laughs> I kind of like it. 
I was, if I was going to do porn, it would be Dant. There it is. Right? It's like uh, uh, Steve Urkel's like sex encounter uh, <laughs> counter uh, personality is <laughs> Stefan Urkel. Dant. Cole, what would your first name be? Uh, Corey. Corey Dant. Cor- no. Corey Dant. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Dunn, we're going to have to make a persona but look, for Corey since saying these names are fucking hard, dude. Like uh, there's nothing racist about that. It is fucking hard. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we're on a fucking tangent. No, here. I'm just saying, I hate that. Everyone's like, dude, being racist. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm trying my best. It's I like, promise. And then, cause w- what makes it even more confusing is when you say it one way and you think you nail it, then you, you stay on to that like O A H sound. Yeah. When the next name and they use it completely different. Yeah. So it's like, then you're just a fuck. Uh, like, I'm right. like, okay. You have to learn the context. No, of you gotta, I actually have to watch the, how the announcers say it. Then I make that assumption that they're right. Even though yeah. I find out sometimes that they're not right. Yeah, that's true. That's true too. Uh, I mean, shit, I'm an announcer to, to an extent. I'm a podcaster. People probably yeah. listen to me calling Kofi Cockburn, Kofi Cockburn the whole year. That well, is his see, name. That's a perfect time for him to, to own that. Yeah. I would be Kofi Cockburn. Be the coolest guy in college. Oh, you know, in high school, though, they had to burn him on that, right? Had to. Had to. Okay. You've been sleeping with uh, old Jenny again, Cockburn? (laughs) Yeah. How's that Cockburn working out? Um, Anyway, uh, look, the college experience is brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Yes, it's like YouTube, but for what hashtag DJs only care about sports betting, baby. The best part is you'll be able to get free video picks from the SGPN crew. Make sure you subscribe to the SGPN page, sportsgettingpodcast.com slash BTV. So you don't miss any of our videos. If you subscribe, you'll get a notification every time a new SGPN video is posted. Look, I'm, I'm still undefeated on this Patty. Z. I turned in one the other day, nailed that one. I have never gotten a pick wrong. Ooh. I should just do all my fucking picks on video on this thing. You guys should check it out. So go to sportsgettingpodcast.com slash BTV to subscribe to our better than Vegas page today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash B. TV. That's a pretty convincing uh, sales pitch you just did. There. I really have never got one wrong, dude. I don't know what the fuck's up. I got to keep doing it. Oh, keep are you doing just it. doing one per day right now? Or I do one every couple days. You know. Yeah. Never gotten one wrong though. Whenever you see Kobe Dent, yeah, drop a video and maybe I'll do more. I'm gonna do more if you so subscribe to that shit. Tell a friend all that good stuff. BDE. I think you should pull a Michigan and quit while you're ahead. It's true. Or it's not true, man. not so far behind in the case of football. Bastards. <laughs> uh, so I don't know, man. I was going to quote Chris Christopherson there, but I decided not to. Uh, that's why I paused. Okay. I was going to quote some Chris Christopherson. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what you had up your sleeve. There. No, something about Jerry Glanville when he told him, don't let, don't let you get the bat or don't let the bastards get you down, Jerry. That's what Christopherson said. After, Glanville? after, after uh, the NFL gave him a hard time about, uh, he didn't run it up against John Robinson and the NFL called and said, you didn't throw You run the run and shoot. You didn't throw the pass much in the second half. You're ruining goes, our ratings. No. Yeah. And, and he goes, well, they were talking about firing him and I like John Robinson. We're in the same profession. Yeah. I didn't want him to get fired. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And also I coach against him twice a year. <laughs> right. So there's a competitive to edge my benefit to and work. also the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm compassionate towards him because yeah. he's a fellow coach just like myself. You're really going to give me a hard time yeah. about, uh, and Chris Christopherson tells him, don't let the, don't let the bastards get you down, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it definitely came from Jerry's, uh, Glanville's mouth. Yeah. I love some, some Chris. We got to get, too, uh, we got to get Glanville back on the, uh, he's the best. On the air. We got to have him on every day, man. I, it, he's just, <laughs> Too busy racing. He's 79 years old racing cars every day. Right. Um, 
Anyway, Saturday, big time games that 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 we're we're hitting on here. Kansas, West Virginia. Kansas loses yet again. Patty C. I want to say this is what I'm pulling up the schedule really quick. They're twelve and seven. Um, they have now lost. I think what two six uh, five of seven, five of seven. Mm, mm, and mm. I got news for you. It ain't getting any easier because Monday you play Cade Cunningham and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. After that, it does get a little easier because you get Iowa State twice, but Iowa State's even been playing better. And then you have K State, the true layup of the Big 12. And then you end the season home against Texas Tech at Texas and home to Baylor. I think you're looking at a what? A 15. 15. And I'm going to say what? One, two, three, four. I would say they're looking at it like a 15 and 11 season. Arizona or uh, Kansas. Kansas, maybe 16 and 10, but I think, I think I wouldn't be surprised if Iowa state gave him a game. Did, has Lunardi, uh, when did they lose that game? Saturday? You yeah. Said? So it hasn't been updated. Hasn't been updated yeah. yet, but there were six. Mm. I'm looking at Kansas right now. Uh, it almost seems like they're taking a different recruiting approach. At least, uh, well, no, they got caught. Ah, so they're just not able to recruit as well. <laughs> that, 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 Tends to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I see. See USC football after the after right. Reggie Bush's parents got a brand new house. Right. It wasn't by choice that their yeah. uh, recruiting rankings were dropped. Um, see SMU after uh, Eric Dickerson's gold fucking <laughs> Cadillac, Cadillac, which actually yeah. came from A and M, but uh, he was getting probably more than that from SMU. Actually, he was probably getting less than that, but A and M was the big brand, so they they were able to punish. Uh, SMU. SMU. Wow. Yeah. So I'm saying, I, well, I, re- I heard there's a story to, I, I think I told you this. I heard there's a story to that, that, uh, I mean, it, look, they were cheating, but everyone was cheating. Yeah. And I heard well, A&M gave him the fucking gold Cadillac. Well, I believe the governor if, and, and, and take this with a grain of salt because yeah. I was being told this, but this guy knows football and he's from Texas, but he was telling me, I, th- I want to say it was the governor had ties to Texas university so that's why they gave them the death penalty. Yeah. It wasn't, their actions oh. weren't as bad. Yeah. They just knew Texas was threatened yeah. from recruiting in the Dallas area. Yeah. If SMU continued Dude, to having read the book Friday night lights, which is right around that era and how fucking much football run ran politics the state, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have no doubt whatsoever that someone would do some crooked shit like that. Just makes you wonder. Makes yeah. you wonder what, what, uh, what would be different? I mean, shit, I, I guarantee you, if we knew all the dirty recruiting stories of college football, it wouldn't even be like yeah. to this day. I'm sure I, I heard a podcast the other day where some guy was trying to sell it. Like, you know, back when the sec was really like in the eighties, really going rogue and doing some dirty re- recruiting. I could almost hear him like laughing to himself as I'm, or maybe <laughs> I, maybe I just had that in my head, but I was certainly laughing. Like, Dude, you need to watch that college basketball documentary HBO did. I can't remember the name of it right now. I think it's called Greed, maybe. Yeah. I forget. It's about that Christopher uh, Dawkins case. And, you know, he, he you got to watch it. Yeah, I highly recommend watching it. But, but he, you know, this is all about the FBI probe. Who was Christopher Dawkins? He was just a guy that was kind of the middleman. He was working at an agency. Yeah. But he, he, he had these ties because he's from you know, I think uh, some part of Michigan where there's a rich basketball culture. Yeah. So he ended up like being really like the players knew him. All these players knew his uh, dad was a coach in, in, in Michigan. Yeah. So he had all these ties and, and he, he was a smart businessman and he was like, Hey, 
Yeah. You come to me, I'll find the score handler. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, he, so the whole documentary is about that and how, 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 first off, how the FBI got so high up yeah. that they turned, they turned away from it. Really? Just like the NBA documentary. Yeah, it's like, we're no, just like fired. the Donahue documentary <laughs> where the FBI guy confirmed that the right. NBA was rigging games essentially, <laughs> but they, but they also turned away. Right. They're actually, actually it's my own boss who's rigging the game. So yeah. I guess I better not report him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, he, you know, he's talking about in college basketball doesn't get nearly. So he's like, I look, I have friends. Football gets way like, think about this. He's like, no one cares about college basketball. Like he's saying like the average fan in America of sports doesn't care about college basketball. Yeah, we do. Cause I mean, I think it's the best fucking sport on the planet, Yeah, but I'm saying, um, TV ratings wise football drives the buck. We know this football, college football and NFL. Yeah. And he's just saying that, dude, don't be retarded. Yeah. He's like, everyone knows there's not that yeah. much money in there and not he's getting like, to the, just players. imagine if I'm doing this on college basketball <laughs> where there's bar, they're barely making any, I mean, they're making money, but it's, just, it's, it's, it's not as much, not compared to the end yeah. to, to football. It is literally like a penny to like a million dollars. I don't know about that, but I would say I would be surprised if basketball, I mean, we could look up the numbers on that, how much money is being generated from the, uh, well, I know from a rating standpoint, yeah, it is like that. Yeah. I think it's at least like eight times as much money that football is generating on the whole, but maybe even more than that, but you got to figure the money's going to match. Yeah. I mean, granted there's way more players, you know, to divide it up amongst. Um, And so maybe you don't get like uh, Anthony Davis getting, 50 grand that often. Um, Although if you're a five-star going to LSU, Patrick get, Peterson yeah, was reported to yeah. get 70 grand to switch flip from Miami, who he's 15 minutes away Don't from, be na- especially people care so much more about, I mean, come on. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's definitely tons of money. Oh, uh, anyway, he makes a point of that saying he's connected to that or he knows people in that world. He goes, and if you think this is the start, yeah. Like wait till you get to college wait till you hear about football. Yeah. You know, it's funny, just the way that you painted college basketball, it almost seemed to me like a glorified, like high school youth league, you know, or like, I mean, it's different than high school basketball. Like it's in a way that you can look at it where, you know, everyone, when you dive in and invest Mm -hmm. and I I don't know, I'm just seeing it from an over where there's just like, there is more of an innocence. Like I associate with it still just because, I mean, seriously at like at the smaller schools beyond how many schools do you think are paying in college basketball? A lot of them, or yeah, I think if I had to guess, I'd say like fifteen to twenty. Yeah, yeah, and then the rest, it's just like and I even think even right now. I mean, the microscope, like I don't know that Kansas is paying right now. Yeah, you know, I don't know that Arizona is either. Yeah, the schools that normally would, I don't think there's many. I don't think there's many. LSU is still going full board because they don't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> LSU is going full board. It wouldn't shock me if Memphis is, even though. Like Penny, I thought the shit that Penny got had dealt last year was, a was bullshit. bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't think many schools. Yeah. I think like, give, give me 20 to 25. Okay. Yeah. College football. Probably not much more than that, but just Probably more that, money. Yeah. But more money. I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you look at Clemson, they're like several players have just like put on social media, like with bags of cash. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, where did that come from? You're 17 well, years and old. The wiretap from the assistant coach from Clemson's basketball team who got caught in that FBI probe, who got fired by the way. 
Yeah. The one of the only guys who lost his job in this fucking probe right, was the whistleblower. Yeah. And see how that works. Yeah. And, uh, and he was like, well, yeah, we do it like we do with Clemson football. So it's like a hundred percent known they're paying fucking yeah. players. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I know we're all over the place here, but that's, that's fun. what we like to fucking do sometimes. All right. Yeah. Um, Virginia tech though, got the win. Virginia tech still alive to, to, to win this ACC. They see uh, Clemson, Florida. Oh, I'm sorry. Virginia, Florida state's coming up. I think could be an interesting the next week. Right. I have to check uh, the, like in the next like I think it's in the next like seven to ten days. A schedule. Um, we saw Drake lose to Valpo. Uh, they beat him on Saturday. Lose on Sunday. Now that sets up Drake Loyola. Now they have the same amount of losses within conference. They play back to back this week. Must watch Missouri Valley basketball. Patty C can't wait to watch it. Who who we have? Sorry, uh, Drake lost. So now they have the same conference record now as Loyola. Oh. And they're gonna do two games, and the Ramblers have been rambling on because they've been blowing out everybody. Um, so this is this is interesting, and this is a selling point that you can hit me on because at this point, are those both locks for tournament uh, bids, or are they both fighting for it? Uh, Lenardi it has Loyola as a nine, Drake as an eight, but that was before Drake lost. So I would imagine Drake probably drops back to Drake lost to a team with a losing record. Yeah, that might drop them a couple spots. Loyola keeps winning. Maybe Loyola steals that spot, but I think both are in. Both are safe. Yeah. Okay. So that's a two big conference at the very least. I think unless point. Drake loses. Unless the rest they should the, the bet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what, what's big is a seating and, yeah. and B also like, it's still, it's still really, you know, I could see a situation. So if Drake loses both games to Loyola, all of a sudden Drake got hit by COVID pretty bad. Yeah. So they don't have the as many games played. They they just need to hand they, they need to split at least. Yeah. Because you think if they lose out to Loyola and they have three losses total on the season, that's uh, not well, I think they still play a couple decent teams. Yeah. And if you're losing to Valpo, I mean I think they should get in, but you never know. If they lose yeah. like if they lose if they four, go to four or five, losses, yeah. You know, or five of six or something, they might have to watch out. Yeah. Especially considering who they lose to, haven't haven't proven it beyond a shadow of a doubt at this point. I mean, they look great, but that COVID stretch when they came back, they haven't looked the same. So interesting. Um, but that's a money game. I'm excited to watch that one. Uh, I, I tell you what, I got this pulled up. UVA's next three games uh, at Georgia Tech, hosting UNC, and at FSU. Huge, uh, big stretch. Huge stretch. Then at Duke. Hosting North Carolina State. Hey, you got Duke. Hopefully. You got NC State. Hosting Miami. Dangerous. Dangerous, though. Yeah. But I and think you got it. At Louisville to end the season. I think you're going to win the SEC. Where's that Florida State game? Knock on at wood. Florida State? At Florida State. Ooh. Eight days from today. Can't wait to watch that one. But Florida State can't afford to slip either. Uh, you, how about UCLA, USC? USC gets it done, but UCLA was down two starters. Ah, came out. Would learn, learn that late. Gotcha. Learn that late on Saturday. They took a throttling. That was on the home floor of UCLA. No, it was at USC. Oh, was at USC. USC is now one, I believe 10 of 11. Wow. 10 of 11. You're starting to believe in the Trojans. That guy Mobley's a beast. Yeah. He's I heard you uh, jocking him. Yeah, he's a beast, man. Um, what else do we got here? We Northwestern covered against Purdue, but uh, Purdue got it done. Purdue just wins game. They're Virginia, man. They're Virginia, the Big Ten. Um, well, let me talk about this Mobley guy for a second. Yeah, 
You, uh, yeah, Purdue. I have to learn them a little more about them. Uh, my only memory. I mean, how long has Painter been there? Been there a good amount of time. Good okay. amount of time. I feel like. Yeah. See, I didn't get the impression that they were like a, a defensive like. Well, that's why they gave us one of the best games ever. Yeah. You know that one wild game. Just yeah. both teams just, just de- battling. Yeah. yeah, that was amazing. Um, so that was my impression of them. But I think Carson Edwards kind of steered me away from the fact that this is a team that is more based on defense than offense. Well, they don't normally have Carson Edwards. That was, that's why they went so deep. All right. They had like a fucking Reggie Miller on their team. And it was like, normally they're just like a fundamentally, they, they always lack athleticism. Brian Cardinal. Think Brian Cardinal. Right? <laughs> gotcha. Um, he does the most with the, uh, with the least. Yeah. And he's doing it this year too, man. And uh, gotcha. it's, it's, it's really interesting to watch, but this Mobley dude, you said he's seven feet. He can move around. He can shoot. Dude, he, he this guy's a stud, man. Like a Dirk type? Stud. Like a Durant type? What are we looking at? I mean, is he soft? Can he play down low? It'll be interesting to see it in the like the game has changed so much in the NBA. You don't it's need to bang. Fair it's hard for me to really compare. I especially I don't even watch it now. But I would say almost in a uh as a five, you do need to bang. It's it. ridiculous for me to say this. Cause I don't want to say LeBron, but I'm trying to think of like, who else wow. has that kid? Who, who else has that Dirk? I guess, I guess I, mean, I don't see him like Dirk. He's way more like athletic than Dirk. I saw someone uh, in one of the mocks saying it's hard to imagine him slipping past the number two spot. So traditionally top two fucking draft picks have that hall of fame potential. Who's like a, a player. I don't know. I mean, look at, I mean, his stat line, dude. I have to see, I, I have not watched enough of the Mobley. He's, a, he's shooting 31% from three. That's not amazing. I know, but for a seven footer, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, 72% from the free throw line. It's not that great in college basketball. I'll take that all day. Yeah. If you're a big man. Yeah. That's a fucking great. Yeah. For yeah. a big man as a yeah. freshman too. That's true. Uh, nine and a half boards two assists. Which I think two assists in college basketball actually means something. Yeah. Uh, three blocks per game, one steal, and set and almost seventeen points a game. Interesting. That's fucking all around, dude. Yeah. His game has no weakness. Thirty-one percent, dude. If you were to chart how many centers in college basketball shoot the three at thirty-one percent, I think. Well, I guess that's that's my question. Is in, in the NBA like, do centers shoot threes? Are there a lot of centers that shoot threes? When I when I think of like. Teams. I, I mean, I guess there's like, uh, like uh, who's the Spurs center? Aldridge. He's got. He can stretch it out. And then some of the other guys, like Horford and shit, they occasionally will shoot threes. I guess. I, I guess that's become more of a part of their game. But I think of like Golden State. They get four guys that can play and one guy to protect the rim. But even Draymond Green would sometimes play center. He hits threes for him. That's true. That's true. I feel like nowadays game is about spacing and about it, you, yeah. As much as you can, you know what I mean? Like you can, you can definitely play the center position. I mean, he's only shot fucking 23 threes this year too. Gotcha. So it's not like he's not shooting a ton, but I'm saying at least I think it's a decent percentage for college basketball uh, for a big man. Yeah. I, I want to watch him cause I'm definitely hearing good things. Um, but yeah, USC man, they've been, they've been on a roll. So Interesting to see Pac-12 champs potentially here. Potentially, man. Uh, it'd be interesting to see. They're playing great defense too, man. So uh, maybe the Trojans are sitting at fifteen and three. I'm trying to look at the remaining schedule. As long as ESPN will just load the fuck up for us. <laughs> uh, Where is this? I'm struggling here. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm slow on the uh, on the draw here myself. I don't know why it's okay. I don't know. Fuck it. 
Anyway, I know they have to play Colorado again. Colorado beat them the first time. I got you right here. We got uh, at Washington. Win. That's a win for sure. At Washington State. Tricky. Tricky. Tricky because Wazoo plays good in Pullman. Gotcha. Past two years, they've been good in Pullman. Gotcha. Gotcha. I would still say, obviously, you like USC, but it wouldn't shock me if you don't bring your A game. If you lose, they drop one. Yeah. Gotcha. Then uh, hosting Arizona State. Tricky. Tricky because they're much better. They're like Miami of the West. Okay. They've been beaten up all year. They have a, an extremely talented team. Yeah. They, I just told you they're top 10 recruiting. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think uh, USC is like not the type that's going to have a stranglehold on this conference? Do you think this is a blip on the radar probably for them? Uh, I've been impressed. I mean, another thing is it's tough because UCLA had those two guys out aside from their other injury problems. So it's not a real. Yeah. It's gauge. tough. It's tough to tell. Yeah. Um, I do think they're, I, th- I think it's number UCLA. Okay. Right. Oregon's Oregon's done. Yeah. I mean with Nafali Dante out for the year and then the, their COVID things, they're just a mess. They haven't played forever. I don't, I don't know that they're going to, they're going to make the tournament. They got to, they got to win. They've only played like a little bit of games this year. Right. Really hard to get a gauge for uh, the ducks, the old duckies. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that was a big game. I can't wait to watch USC down the stretch and UCLA, obviously the rematch. Uh, then we jump down to what do we got here? Seton hall, Yukon, the pirates getting it done. Yukon. That was a, what happened that game? Uh, Seton hall came all the way back, right? Yeah. UConn was blasting them at first. Big, those big East games are fucking wild. Every, every Saturday, every Tuesday, whatever, whatever yeah. day they're on buckle the fuck up. I yeah. just feel like they're always for years now, just chaos, Ch- True. chaos. Um, no lead is ever safe in a big, in a big East game to me. Big East is, do they have potential to push deep in the tourney this year? Well, you got Nova. Yeah. Well, obviously, yeah, I guess didn't... I, well, I mean, St. John's right now, you want to talk about one of the best stories in college basketball right now? Uh, yeah. The Johnnies <laughs> are all of a sudden they're, they're all of a sudden on the first four out six winners of six straight here, seven of eight, I believe. Wow. Crazy. I mean, dude, they're playing themselves in and they're incredibly young. Mike Anderson's never had a losing record as a head coach. Mm. Uh, I mean, seven of eight and look, they're at Butler. That's a winnable game. Then they're home to Xavier and Xavier hasn't played many games because of COVID. Yeah. So I would favor both. I would favor John the St. John's and both those. And then DePaul. So they're going to win three in a row. And then at Villanova, they just beat Villanova. And they beat them like a decent amount. I yeah. feel like that, that they well, control they have that game. Such a long way to go to catch up in these uh, conference standings. But they just want to get in the tournament right yeah. now. I feel like fuck the conference standings. Like they just want to get in the tournament. I mean, yeah, the conference standings matter. Will help a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's going to matter because it could be another win in the Big East tournament. Yeah, that's true too. But um, I, I would say well, you look at their remaining f- six games. I would say they'll probably be favorites in. I'm going to go ahead and say they're going to be favorites in four of the six. Got faith in the old storm. Four of the six. So, hey, I love this. A storm is a brewing. It's a great story. This is why college basketball is amazing. I will be Um, on the lookout for the Johnnies. But uh, then you you hop down a little bit here. What else was big games on on Saturday? Saturday was so, dude, there were so many games on. Like my, my fucking brain was exploding, dude. There were so many good games. St. Bonaventure, St. Louis. St. Louis finally steps up, takes down the Bonnies. Now you look at this conference and there's like everyone with the same record. Yeah. The A10 is like, okay, 
who's the best team in the Atlantic 10? <laughs> 7 and 2, 6 and 2, 6 and 2, 6 and 2, 4 and 2. Don't forget St. Louis is 1 and 2. <laughs> That's true. All right? So St. Louis who I projected to win this conference, they got hit with COVID when they came back, they lost their first two games. You saw them just beat the top team. I expect St. Louis to really make up some wins here and get into that realm. I don't know how the fuck they're going to chart these teams for their tournament. This is crazy, dude. Let me count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelfth. The twelfth rated team in this conference is only three games back from the first yeah, place. It's chaos, <laughs> man. It's chaos. It's chaos. Well, COVID's, COVID's made it so hard too. Yeah. COVID's made it really hard to uh the schedules are all gonna be uneven. It's a ten is like Big East Junior to me. Is, is that yeah? It is. It is, man. I love watching it. It's great basketball. Great basketball. Um, but the Bonnies, I mean, that that's something to watch throughout this week. Is does anyone does anyone take take, you know I'm going Bonnies, baby. I've been riding them all year. Does anyone take hold of this thing? Look, St. Louis is home to Rhode Island at Fordham, home to LaSalle. They're gonna win three games in a row. St. And all Louis. of a sudden, they're going to be back in the mix. We're going to see that beautiful Billiken Dude, face all go over undefeated the down the stretch. Who knows? VCU Richmond. I don't know. All these teams are battling for the spot. Buckle the fuck up. This is the best part about college basketball. Getting down. All the those games. You realize all those games are playoff games. Yeah. Like the entire remaining season, basically all those right. teams you mentioned. Yeah. It's playoff. Cause they're only going to get two bids. Maybe, maybe two bids. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's one where it becomes very visible how much the game means. And because you're essentially, yeah, you can make your own little tournament out of like, yeah. I mean, the maybe they get three standings. if a team comes out of nowhere and, and wins the tournament. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's going to be chaos climbs out of that. It's going to be chaos, man. The and, tournament has begun. Well, and that's, that's one that you want those one and two seeds because you're not going to be playing a really good team. But after that, your three seed is going to be playing a really good team. Yeah. 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 So you're fighting for a chance, an actual chance in the a 10 does. One of these teams have a chance to go deep for sure. Davidson VCU. For sure. I, I said earlier now, granted, you know, obviously COVID I said, dude, Richmond is a team. I wouldn't shock me. If they went to the final four. Yeah. Would not. They're five. They start five seniors. Yeah. They got a, they're one of a great point guard. Yep. Um, all the things you look for in March madness, now, how would you yeah. pronounce that uh, point guard's last Gilliard. name? No, I think that's a little too. Uh, Gilliard. Gilliard. Yeah. Is that is that did I fuck that up before? No, I, I don't oh. know that it's. I don't. I think oh. I just pronounced it incorrectly, okay. but okay. that's how we're officially pronouncing it from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> Gil, Gilliard, uh, with the shot. Um, Syracuse, Clemson. I talked about that. Clemson, you know, wins by seventeen. Big time win there. Um, I mean. All across the board here, Mississippi State takes down South Carolina. Uh, Oregon did beat Washington, but that was after they lost to Wazoo at home. They're kind of a tough team to figure out at the moment. The Ducks. Mm. Um, what else? And you, North Carolina Duke. We didn't even talk about this yet. How great is that? I mean, it's kind of great that usually North Carolina Duke is something fun to talk about, but uh, it's great that it's not the entire focal point of college basketball right now. They're seven and seven. I love it. Duke uh, really plummets after that game and North Carolina kind of projects itself into the tournament at this point. Pretty well, right? I think not. No, they're 12 and six. Now I will say, look, they had them at an 11 seed before that game. So maybe now a 10. Yeah. But I think still have the work cut out. For well, them. you tell me, 
Home to Miami on Monday. Okay. That could be a challenge. I think so. Yeah. At Virginia. Definitely. Home to Virginia Tech. Definitely. Home to Louisville. Okay. At Boston College. Louisville is fourth in the conference right now, eleven yeah. and four overall. They're they're nipping That's what at I'm the saying. Heel. They're kinda under the radar right now. In my Louisville. opinion, their next four games, North Carolina's, they could lose all four of them. I mean, yeah, they they beat Miami by two last time, and Miami didn't have like they, Miami has more is healthier now, and they won by two in a game Miami won, was leading that whole game. Yeah. So then you got the BC game on on the twenty third, which I'll give Carolina well, the, for sure. Those first three of those first four games, you said no four of the. What do they do? Home they to Miami at Virginia. No, I'm just saying in the rankings oh, right now. Oh, okay. Virginia, Virginia Tech, and Louisville are all ahead of North Carolina. So you, you should figure yeah. they should definitely all be favored to beat North Carolina. I mean, then, then they're at BC. Yeah. Then they're home to Florida State. Then at Syracuse. Then home to Duke. Mm. They could still easily miss the tournament. Yeah. They gotta, they gotta, they gotta play opinion, well. They gotta, they gotta make sure they win tomorrow night against Miami. Yeah. They gotta make sure they take down for sure Boston College and I would say probably Syracuse and Duke. They need to win four of those. I love it. I love watching North Carolina have to work for it, and I hope they fail. But that once again, that's that's what I'm talking about, though, man. Is that you're getting, you're seeing essentially playoff games. Yeah. yeah, yeah for yeah. them, for sure, they're not gonna win the ACC. Right. It would be very cool if, again, there was like some percentage calculator that you could, you know, retroactively see the difference of and see like how much of an impact the game is making so that you could appreciate it in real time. Like in a playoff game, it's a hundred percent. If you lose, you're out these games. It's not quite that. Yeah. But it's close. It would be good to know, you know, the projections on well, that. Just know that. Need, I mean, there's not much room for error. Yeah. There's not, especially tomorrow night to Miami. who has got a bad record. Yeah. They got to beat yeah. who they're better than at this point. Um. Well, I, even that, I mean, yeah, that, that might not be enough. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be. They might even have, have to have, to have one, one. Yeah. Um, but Who that, that Louisville or Tech probably. I think so. Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, yeah, because Syracuse is below them, so they, they should beat Syracuse, Boston College, Duke. But Duke, I mean, that's another rivalry game. Where yeah. they, I mean, this was a close game. Still, it's not a guarantee. Where was this game? There's Durham. The, this was in Durham. Yeah. So now they're going back to Chapel yeah. Hill for the final one. Mm-hmm. Plays in their favor a little bit. It does, but still with no fans. I don't know. Yeah. Not that much. Um, what else do we have here? Colorado took down Arizona, getting it done. My buffs, Arizona, Sean Miller, he's the most overrated coach of all. I don't know why they, they, they should have fired him. I mean, <laughs> they had the perfect opportunity to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess they haven't gotten it done with him there. Arizona currently on the outside 13 and six, right? Currently not projected in the NCAA tournament. Their remaining schedule is actually very tricky. Home to Oregon State, which seems to be kind of hot right now. Yeah. Uh, they need to take care of that game, which I think they will. Right? Still mm-hmm. tricky, though, because they're playing good ball. Then home to Oregon, but Oregon needs wins. They're on the outside right now. A dogfight coming. Then at UCLA, at USC, home to Wazoo, which is kind of tricky. Ooh, are you kidding? That's what I'm saying. I don't know that they're in. What are they, if they're 13 and six, what do they got to get to? I think they got to get to the top. Uh, what they said, the Pac-12 will send, will send uh, I think, four. Ooh, they're not making it. I don't think they're making it. Yeah. You said it. UCLA. Karma, Karma man. USC. USC Colorado. Oregon think, and Colorado. Those are the top four teams in well, the conference. And what's crazy is Oregon's strength of schedule is not good enough. So they have Stanford in. Yeah. And, and Oregon not, state's above them too. They have 
five of the top six. Stanford's in that, but yeah. Stanford's above them right now. You said. St- I think Stanford is the last four out right now because their strength of schedule. But they don't play Stanford, do they? No, Stanford swept them. Gotcha. Yeah, Arizona's done. They're, they got to like basically win out. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Another blue blood bites the dust. Gotta love it. Gotta love it, man. Um, but the Buffs took him down. Um, what else do we got? That was I mean Saturday was just such a good fucking day, man. Um, where are we at? I said St. John's took down Providence. Man, Providence, Ed Cooley. There's another team we can talk on. Providence. They're a team that was just in. Now all of a sudden they've lost, I think, three or four. They're now nine and ten. Mm. Their work is cut out for them. They really need to to get wins. They got Wednesday against UConn. UConn's lost a few in a row. But check us out. They get you home to UConn at DePaul at UConn home to, to Xavier. I mean, good luck picking these games. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about a shit show of a conference. You let them close out the season four and two. They'll be at what? 13 and 12, probably not enough to get in, but you let them win a game or two in the biggest tournament. They're always, they live on this fucking bubble, dude. Who is this again? Providence. Providence? Yeah, yeah, they do. I'm sorry. I'm looking all through these standings. You look at those standings, buddy. Yeah. All right. I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by better edge. Better edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no vig since you're buying positions from the other sports bettors. There is no house. Yes. You can play for money in 40 different States. Plus they're doing a weekly college basketball contest on Wednesday and Saturday. Come play against the database. Yes. If you beat me, you get real cash, uh, but it's gotta be the top. You gotta be the top guy. Well, actually, if you beat me and there's 10 people that beat me, you divide the cash, but I'll let you know. There it is. I'm bringing heat and I finished second both times. Yeah. So only one person got that cash. Mm. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, $10 to enter. Each user will get a balance of a thousand edge coins to wager on the games. The player with the highest earnings will take the entire pool of entry fees. Yes. Sign up today at betteredge.com. Use the promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. Let me ask you this. Do you get the money if you win? I do. You better fucking get on your horse here. Dude, I, I'm undefeated. You realize that? <laughs> I'm undefeated, but I have won no money. <laughs> That's betteredge.com, promo code SGP. <laughs> That's because you guys are such great bettors out there, and you're taking the money. Well, it's, it's clearly that someone is either betting on a heavy dog or they're parlaying. Oh, so it's point-based. Yeah, I'm saying because I've gone, put all my money yeah. On a couple of games each time. Yeah. And I've hit on them I all. have not lost a game. Yeah. And still but not I, enough. Yet I haven't finished first. Gotta go big. You, you gotta got bigger balls, Colby. I always said you I gotta had add one more to the fucking parlay. Balls over there. <laughs> Dude, all Ole Miss Auburn. That was the game of the day as far as like crazy ending. I mean, dude, they hit a three that like went off the front of the rim, up in the air and in uh in the Auburn game to tie it with, after they stole the ball. And then Ole Miss makes a fadeaway two pointer in overtime to win. It was just a wild fucking game. game. Yeah. Um, I mean, talk about two schools that just have like no shame, similar athletic departments. I would think. Yes. Yes. And no shame. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what else do we got here? We got uh, Michigan state finally grabbed a win against Nebraska. Uh, they're still not going to make it. They got to win the big 10 tournament and that's not going to happen. Patty C Mm-mm. UMass took down Rhode Island. UMass playing good ball in the A 10 Another one to watch Georgia tech battled back from 16 to beat Notre Dame. I know you locked this one. You lost the lock because they only won by two, 
but the but the Yellow Jackets still alive and well to make a run. Although I I question their they were, coaching. They they were down by how much? I think fifteen or sixteen. Good God! Came back to get that win. I'm getting a little better, but it's still a struggle, man. Why why would Notre Dame be up by sixteen? Notre Dame's play? playing better basketball lately. Yeah. Getting it together. Well, it's easy to see a tide turn. They're seven and turn, seven and ten. So I wouldn't say they're playing good basketball. No, look at their stretch the past couple of games though. I feel like they've been playing better. I'm figuring it out. Let me uh, let me pick up on Notre Dame's little trend here that Colby's been telling me about. Okay, we got uh, yeah, wins at Pitt and versus Wake. Pitt Convincing. by like twenty. Yeah, yeah geez, one by twenty six in that game, uh, and also a win against Miami. So. Three of their last five, including a very close two-point loss against Georgia Tech that they were up by 15. And maybe you're right. Maybe Watch Notre Dame the, is playing think, good ball. I think the Irish play at Duke on Tuesday. Watch out, Duke. Uh, Georgetown Villanova today. Nova gets it done. Wins by 10. It was a close game. That score is actually deceiving. That was like with like three minutes left. That was a tie game, but Nova got it done. Iowa loses at Indiana, Patty C., Iowa. Do we start worrying about Iowa? Obviously bad day for Iowa between them and Drake falling today. <laughs> um, I was lost a bunch of, I what three or four now. I think. Mm, yeah, they are struggling. They don't play good enough defense, man. They don't play good enough defense. One, one trick pony uh, in the cornfields. Boise State. Uh, you know, Boise state was coming into the con like talk about a team that's going to lose out on making the tournament. They were, uh, they were l- sitting there looking good at uh, what fourteen and two before this this series with Nevada. Nevada took them down both games, and now all of a sudden Nevada's kind of played themselves into this big race in the Mountain West. Mm. So current, I mean, dude, you have five teams right now within two and a half games, and and yeah. some of that is is I think like San Diego State's probably the best team, but once again they missed Matt Mitchell for two of those three losses in conference. That's their best player. Um, uh, this is uh, San Diego State, so I think that record's deceiving. But they're seven and three. You know what I mean? Like right. so, I have you got Utah State currently at one, Colorado State at two, Boise State at three. But remember, Nevada just swept Boise. Uh, right. San Diego State at four, Nevada at five. Yeah, everyone within striking distance. I mean, when you think about the overall records at the top of this conference: fourteen and five, fourteen and four, fourteen and four, thirteen and four, fourteen and seven, or seventeen, or yeah, fourteen and seven rather. So. I mean, that's five of the same team. Lenardi's got three getting in. Presumably Utah State, Colorado, and Boise right now. No, it is, uh, I believe, Utah State, Boise State, and San Diego State. Colorado State, first four out. Oof. Look at that. Mountain West toying around with a uh, four-team. Yeah. Fucking four-bid. I wonder where Nevada resides as well. But, um, wow, crazy stuff there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's what I mean. We saw Cal take the uh, cover against Stanford, but Stanford got the win. That was big for, for the Cardinals. Um, I don't know where that's where we're, where we're at here. This week's going to be really exciting though. I mean, obviously each week that gets closer, gets more amped up it, and more. It's just, it's, it's just the best buddy. All well, right? what, what are some big ones you got coming up here in the next couple of days? Well, I just saw a bunch get canceled. So that, that's not what I'm liking because uh, what the SEC just canceled like a slew of games. Mm. Uh, but I believe let me it just hit means more. Let me hit you with a, a, a few tomorrow. First off, SMU at East Carolina. I got a feeling East Carolina is going to make a run for the national championship. 
<laughs> no, Miami, North Carolina is the one you want to watch. Uh, I think that's a, a very important game. Ohio state at Maryland. You want to talk about a big game from Maryland? Yeah. Right now. First four out probably. Yowzers. You win that. Uh, people are talking. Ohio state might get a one seed. No, Since Ohio Bama state, lost. man. I almost wanted to say them the other day when we were talking about our, like uh, our fun, like final four team. Yeah. I put tech in. I probably should have put Ohio state. I like it. I like it, but that's a huge game. So look, Tomorrow, here's what to watch, guys. All right. Well, first off, if you're into the SoCon Conference, UNC Greensboro Furman at at two on the west, so five on the east. That is an intriguing game. Uh, I, I'll even say SMU East Carolina is somewhat interesting, but uh, the real ones you want to circle here: Miami at North Carolina, because if North Carolina loses this, this is a really bad loss for the resume. Miami's yeah. been playing a lot better ball. They're getting healthier as the season prolongs. I'd say Oregon state, Colorado's big. I think Colorado's in, but if Oregon state wants to continue to, to, to make a run at this thing, pretty big fucking game in the pac 12, Uh huge game, Ohio state at Maryland. We talked Ohio state fighting for a one seed. Yeah. Maryland fighting for their playoff life. Their NCAA tournament life doesn't get much better than those that. are uh, typically competitive games between those two as well. So yeah. And that, then okay. State at Kansas tomorrow. Does Kansas lose yet again? Okay, state battling for positioning, trying to make this tournament. They're in, but uh, I mean, they're they're battling. I'll say that they they they're they're not that far in that you're saying, hey, yeah, they're an eight seed right now. You said, yeah, I think I think they're an eight, but could be pushed, could fall fast, far and fast. Well, they lost to TCU. Where are they? Are they, are they eight or nine? Yeah, they're an eight, so they're going to be in. But I guess the real thing is for Kansas. Kansas can't get a win. Yeah. Kansas, Kansas needs it really bad. Then Gonzaga at BYU, Patty. See, we told you if BYU controls their own fate, yeah, BYU wins this, then they have to win the final game between yeah. the two of them. Well, they they can't afford any other losses. But yeah. I'm saying, it's what do not, they have? Uh, they have two in conference right now. They have two what? Two losses in conference. Uh, BYU. Yeah, gotcha. So if but they play both times in Provo. They've already lost once at Gonzaga. Gotcha. So but if they can get it done at home both yeah, times, yeah. they win the conference. Yeah. They take that. Tell one me that's seed. not compelling guys. <laughs> Monday college basketball. Great. I gave you like six or seven games. What about there. this one? Uh, I'm looking at ESPN's uh, daily projections, matchup quality, UNC Greensboro Furman. I is, mentioned that. I just uh, said, yeah, okay. yeah. That's a great matchup I in the SoCon. Out. ECU, uh, uh, ECU SMU is getting some love from me. Watch ESPN. out, man. Why SMU still very much alive, but then you, you, you look at the, uh, you look at the, uh, what is it? The, the Tuesday slate Tuesday was loaded with some sec games, but VCU at Dayton. We told you everyone in the a 10s battling this game is money. Notre Dame at Duke. All of a sudden compelling Duke still Duke still could. If Duke's wins a few games, yeah, be right back on that bubble. So don't call it off yet. Uh, Akron, Ohio's good in the Mac Syracuse, NC state. Could Syracuse be fighting? For, like, both those teams are fighting for their lives. Essentially. That's that, that they have that ranked the number two game of the day. So that must have uh, some heightened meaning between those teams. I mean, Bama at South Carolina, South Carolina is a weird team. They were affected by COVID. Yeah. Greatly. Um, so Bama fight still trying to fight for that one seed compelling. Yeah. Um, I mean, South Carolina, no fucking pushover. I mean, Texas at K state, that should be a blowout, but Hey, Texas has been losing a lot of games lately. They need that. They need that layup. Kent state bowling green. Interesting in the Mac, um, West Virginia at Texas tech Tuesday, Petty C. 
West Virginia, Texas Tech. Oh, that Come was on. a great that's one the, the first time yes, around. That's what I'm saying. That That's a great game right there. Creighton yeah. at Georgetown. We saw this game a week ago at Creighton. Georgetown pulled the upset. Uh, what was it? Creighton Georgetown. Yeah, that's right. That's right. St. John's Butler. I just mentioned St. John's, a team that is coming on strong Arkansas at Kentucky. You know, Arkansas might find themselves in this NCAA tournament. They're fluck. They're right around. They're barely in. I think right now teetering. So keep an eye on that one. You know, it's always great to see Kentucky. Tuesday's a heater. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. Even Pepperdine San Francisco is good. Just all across the board. Good get, college uh, basketball. Penn State, Michigan State, they got. Uh, yeah, Penn State, that's a huge one for Penn State, man. Yeah. Huge game. And Michigan State would be the team that would fuck them over. Yeah. I can completely see that happening. Yeah. There's something fun about that. Our guy, uh, Addicted to Helmets, over on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, had the uh, Super Bowl uh, matchup, uh, like uh, uniform matchup favorites. One of my favorites is Colts versus Jets. There's something about blue and white versus green and white. So college football, you're a Penn state, Michigan, Penn state, state Michigan state there. That's a great aesthetic whenever they play each other. Mm. And so I don't, I don't know what it is, but I just enjoy watching them play. Even though I think it's a little bit of a counterfeit rivalry because Michigan state should be Michigan's rival and Penn state should be Ohio state's rival or, or Pitts maybe. Yeah. But you know, obviously Penn state and uh, or Michigan and Ohio state have each other. So they just, when Penn state came in, they grouped them together, but Whenever they're on the field, it's fucking competitive, and uh, it looks good, too. So Yeah, yeah, I'm on board. I'm on board with that. Uh, let's get to Wednesday, then we'll get the fuck out of here. Uh, Wednesday, Houston at South Florida. A little dangerous in the AAC. Look, if they can lose it at ECU, they can lose that South Florida. So watch that one. Um, Davidson at VCU. I mean, that's a playoff game. Furman at UNC Greensboro, the, 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 the game we were just talking about. They, they play twice. So you get great basketball twice. UConn at Providence playoff game. Yeah. Right. So look, I just mentioned UConn Providence playoff game, Davidson VCU playoff game, Rutgers at Iowa. Now that's, that's look, both these teams are probably going to make it, but I can tell you, I was dropping seeds by the month, by the, the day. I feel like, yeah, that's a huge game. Then you got UVA, Georgia tech. Yeah. Interesting. We got to keep it rolling. We got to stay in, in the positive direction here. Uh, Northern Iowa at Drake. That's a, you know, Drake should roll there, but who knows now? Uh, Wichita still alive. They beat temple today in a good one. Still alive. They control their own fate. I believe too. Yeah. With Houston losing to ECU. Now Wichita still can win the AAC. What happened to the ECU uh, program? How are they doing this year? Well, they're not, they're, they're not, not ECU. Sorry. UCF rather. Oh, uh, yeah. They're hurt. They're hurt out there. Beat Florida state though. I don't know how they did that. Yeah. They're kind but, of a weird yeah. team. And they beat Tulsa this weekend. So I don't know how they pulled this off, but uh, can't get a read on them. Uh, so Wichita at UCF, interesting game in the AAC Chattanooga, Walford and the SoCon's good. East Tennessee state Citadel in the SoCon's good. Um, then you scroll down. How do you see Missouri at Ole Miss? We just saw Missouri beat Alabama. Ole Miss is kind of hot right now too. They won, I think three or four in a row. Interesting SEC game. Playing some ball down there. Indiana at Northwestern, little rivalry matchup. Nice, nice. The northern uh, parts I mean, of their respective states has really lost footing on this I guess season. Purdue is the northern team in that state. What's that? Um, Northwestern started out hot. They got ranked. Yeah, and it's been tough. Talk about a it's phase plan. Uh, LSU at Mississippi State, though. This is when we talk about LSU. Last four in Mississippi State, kind of been a, a tough team to get a read on. You want to talk about a team that? Uh, you know, I know we were just talking, uh, what's, which team were we just talking that we were like, we can't get a feel on who they are. I feel like there's a lot of teams like that. Syracuse yeah. might be one. Yeah. Uh, 
Mississippi State is one. Yeah. So interesting game there in That's Starkville. That's actually uh, ESPN's game of the day on Wednesday. LSU Mississippi State and Rhode Island at St. Louis in the A10. I mean, this is great basketball all the fucking each day, each day. That's another thing that college football doesn't have the advantage of. We get it every day in college basketball. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. If you know what you're dialing in and watching, you know, and that's why, hello. Uh, that's why I got to get started earlier. And and that's, that's why in the off season this coming year, I want to do my research to understand what these early season games mean, because they do mean something. It's not like college football where they just fucking ignore them. Yeah. You know, they still take them into account at the yeah. end of the year. So they, they only ignore them. If you're not a name brand, right. You know, right. They ignore the win. If you're not a name brand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there we go. Yeah. I fucked that up. Um, all right, guys, this is the college experience, college basketball and super bowl recap episode. If you're a first time listener, make sure you subscribe to the college experience. We're available on all platforms that podcasts are available. Um, we've been doing this four years. We've been handicapping every single game for four years. We've been way over 500 for each, each one of us individually. And as a collective for each season, each college basketball, each college football, we've been doing it, but our locks are way over 500. And, uh, look at this point, you know, we've been doing it with this long Patty. See, I feel like year one, you could say the idiots got lucky at this point. No, this point, it's a fact. We know what the fuck we're talking about. Yes, COVID has brought challenges. I feel like our percentage would normally be higher. Statistically, yes, you'd be right. But we uh, have overcome. We've overcome, dude. I went twelve and six today. This right beginning of the season was very rocky, but there has been a steady upward trend. Yes, and it's not. It's actually been easier than football a little bit because I feel like football when you find out twenty-seven players are out. Right. At least basketball, there's not. You don't have 27 players. So <laughs> most, most yeah. of you guys missing is two or three. Yeah, it's like, okay. Um, anyway, though, make sure you give us a, make, make sure you subscribe to the college experience and give us a, you know what? Give us a five-star review. Cause we don't charge for picks and we won't charge for picks. So get over to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. I mean, come on. I'm counting on your kindness here, guys. People tell me all the time, Colby, you should sell your picks dude. We can get you out of here in Vegas. Fuck you. I don't believe in that. I'm just an idiot that knows the sport. And I want, loves it. Yeah. And I love it. And I don't want to be that guy. You're going to share the love call 1-800. Well, I should do the 1-800 pick Dundee conference USA. One, you should, right? you shouldn't charge anything, yeah. but you should have people call you for uh, betting advice. Yeah. I need, I need to get a hotline. I mean, you kind of have that on Saturday mornings with locker room, Yeah, but you should call that locker room. Page, I should. You're 1-800 right. 1-800 pick You're Dundee. Right. Ideas are coming. <laughs> Ideas are coming. Um, but yes, please give us a, give us all uh, a five-star review and say some nice things about us. And if you do, Take a screenshot, tag me at the Colby D on Twitter, and I will enter you in a in a fucking Roger Goodell like <laughs> Spygate uh, yeah, punishment yeah. raffle, <laughs> and you'll win a college experience T-shirt. I'll put it like this: it'll be a raffle where the results get destroyed before the uh, before the audience can see them. All right, well, just like every NBA uh, yeah. lottery that's ever happened. <laughs> Uh, but I will send you a college experience T-shirt if you give a review. Take a screenshot, tag me, do all that good shit. And uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter at the Colby D the Colby D not Corey, not Kobe, <laughs> the Colby, like the fucking cheese. How many times did I hear that as a kid? Yeah. Huh? You didn't see me bitching. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would, I would embrace be like, give me all the fucking Colby cheese. The best was like in high school. Someone's like, I think I had like a, a substitute teacher was like Colby, like the college. I'm like, huh? And he's like the white mules. 
<laughs> That's their name, Colby like, Collins. I'm the fucking white mule. Yeah, yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> but at the Colby D on Twitter, give me a follow. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. NC Nick is on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. We're gonna try to have Nick back Wednesday. So we, I think this is gonna. Boom. We're gonna try to. We're, he's already got a real job aside from you know his two kids, but. Yeah. You know, we try to just, we want him to have a miserable life. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? We want him to be, keep him up late. I keep want, him drinking. That's what I'm saying. I want him tired. I want him to, to wake up a year from now looking like Jeff Van Gundy. <laughs> <laughs> <All right? laughs> Got a long way to go there. Right. Nick's, Nick's <laughs> keeping it together pretty good. Or, but or, 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 if we uh, have our way. <laughs> what's the guy, what's Undertaker's manager? Oh, Paul Bear. Yeah. Paul, Paul, Percy Paul Pringle, Bear. rest yeah, in peace. Yeah. I want NC Nick to look like Paul Bear in, in, in two years. Oh, right? yes. <laughs> uh, by uh, the way, three musketeers was not correct, and it makes no sense. Three amigos. That's what. That's mm, that was Nick's mm. uh, NC Nick's official name for us. Maybe unofficial name. What? What? what he said three musketeers. No, he said the three amigos. I called us the three musketeers like a fucking idiot. No, I like musketeers more because you're blasting off guns. It's true. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> An true. old musket. I'm into it. I'm into it. You know, we, we all dress up like uh bucko Bruce and uh, I mean, three amigos. Don't get me wrong. Great movie. Yeah. One of the best movies. Who is that? that? I mean, it just makes more sense. We're not Buccaneers. We're yeah. or musketeers. We're fucking, uh, we're friends. <laughs> we're, amigos. We're, we're Buccaneers. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're the fucking bucks. Uh, right, we're fucking idiots is what we are. <laughs> this is the college experience. Yeah, give Patty C a follow up. Patty C831 NC Nick at NC underscore N I C K. And uh, ch- check out the Sports Gambling Podcast on Twitter at DSGP Network. Yes, and check out the Slack channel, Sports Gambling Podcast. This is the college experience, Super Bowl and uh, college basketball weekend recap. Sound like a fucking idiot over here. You better start thinking about yours. And we out. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier has arrived on Disney+. Plus. The world is upside down. We can't lose this fight, Bucky. If we do this, we're going to do it our own way. Experience the six-episode event. We're partners, co-workers. Not necessarily the team. No. We look damn good. Marvel Studios' The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, now streaming only on Disney+. Plus.